Simon says, I'm going to make a Dark Phoenix movie called The Last Stand. Simon says, that didn't go so well. Simon says, I'm going to do that again, but maybe worse. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast episode. I don't know. Why? I don't ask before these things start. 47. Six. Six. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know in your heart. I I do, because I make these things on YouTube, and I have to post numbers. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Sparks Witty, and I'm joined... As always, by Brandon T. McClure. Hi. And Ben Magnet. Hello. And Ryan Eliopoulos. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, sorry. <laughs> What's and, up, dudes? And I'm sorry that last week's episode isn't on YouTube. Well, Everything okay. on YouTube went up late this week. Woo, woo, woo. That's okay. That's okay. We got I busy. forgot. We got busy lives. We do. I forgot. <laughs> I, was I just forgot. You, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Nope, well, I forgot. Well, what it was is I, I spent a day forgetting that I should have things running, and then I had the things up, and then I forgot to say, hey, the things are up. <laughs> it's okay. We're here now. Well, we got, we got a ton of stuff on YouTube right now. You guys put up your Basement Arcade special. Oh, yeah, our, our Hitman 2, we kill Sean Bean special. Do we yep. kill him? You'll have to find out. We do. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It wouldn't be a fun but episode. But how? Yeah. Listen, how? If we would have failed, that episode would probably not be up. I'll my, just say that right now. My, my favorite bit is when Sparks just goes, Ryan, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I get ballsy in those games. You got to be ballsy sometimes. Yeah, especially when you threw a rubber ducky grenade. Listen, sometimes you got to. You and of course, I'm sitting there going, there's a rubber ducky grenade in this game. Heck what yeah, the dude. hell? Uh, also, yeah, our Fake Nerds Watch returned with Swamp Thing this week. Heck yeah. Uh, up, yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that. I love Swamp Thing. I'm a glad it's coming back for a second season. Bit. Later. Yeah, we will. Um, uh, are we making weird noises? Because I can do those too. Another episode of Basement Arcade did come up. You know, it it did. Regular. There was regular also basement another arcade. regular Basement Arcade yeah, episode. Uh, everything everything that was supposed to go up did go up, except, except for, the, for last week's episode. Except for last week's episode. <laughs> okay. But the Aladdin review is up. The Aladdin review is up. The By Aladdin the way, review was up for a while. Oh, I I, meant, I brought up the Aladdin review because it's our most listened to uh, episode in years. <laughs> really? Wow. It's really? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Wow. It's just Marty and Sam going over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> like, we were on this one. <laughs> Probably. Like, I was shocked at the numbers of that episode. Yeah. Wow. Shocked. Well, I guess we just got to be bigger Disney shells. <laughs> More Disney. More uh, Disney. Technically. You know what? You know what it Disney. is? You know what? Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it's that people just want to hear our thoughts on movies and don't want to hear everything we put around our reviews. Oh, maybe. And if we just, like, released every review as a review special and just... Forget it, and then maybe they—that's what they want. They well, don't want to no come. Fun. They that's don't want to come for exactly what we're doing right now, which is understand. nothing. <laughs> I, get, I get that. I understand. This is more fun. Yes, for us. For us, yeah. And really, this is just therapeutic for us. Yo, man, I got to talk about this shit somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. got to get it out. So, how was your guys' week other than the YouTube stuff? Oh man. Well, I'm usually just spending time with you now, Sparks. I finished Daredevil season three. So we finished Daredevil season three. Yeah, I did. I'm so good. happy. Like I. I honestly didn't expect anyone to catch up, just because like you know uh-huh. after after a while it's hard. You know after a while you don't expect it, anymore, and it's yeah. like shows keep coming out, but like you you did the plunge it's and you watched like three shows in like three weeks. It's always it's always my dream. I'm on runways now right now too. You're nice. officially like surpassed me in, in watching stuff, and I'm like wow. I actually do have something to say up top. I completely forgot. Oh, uh, this week I got the word from um, Harry, who's uh, one of the one of the runners of sh- uh, Pave Media. Oh, pff. oh yeah. yes, right. Yeah. Uh, as if you guys know, we did not put the Pave Media bumper on our on our episode, and that is because I got word that they are shuttering Pave Media. That's a shame. It is. Oh. Uh, it just got, um, you know, hey, 
we were busy lives to just we're not able to do this full time. Yeah, I well, get that. That um, sucks. Yeah, so they are no so paved media is no more. However, I do want to say, check out all those shows. Yeah, dude, those shows are real good. Um, I am part of a group that where paved media started, and all those shows are really good. Um, hey, the shows are still going to be around. Paved just tried to like con- conglomerate. Yeah, like, hey, here's to make a, a bunch of cool things for everyone. Yeah, yeah those yeah. shows are still around, so I, I highly recommend it if you can if you can uh, check out Beg to Differ, uh, Beyond the Box Set. Um, let's get contextual. Batman versus the Batman world. Versus the, world the Phil Better Show. Mm-hmm. Um, all good friends. All good podcasts. Check those guys out. Give them some support. Yeah, um, and especially the extra 500 people who listen to us now. Give them some support because Thank you. somehow we have gained 500 listeners. Hey man, <laughs> good good quality content, consistent content. People come for it. Yeah, I guess so. That's what I'm here for. Uh, so yeah, so I just did want to say that it is sad, uh, but those guys are. Good, good, sh- good yeah. shows. Good podcasts. Good people. Uh, the support, show must go on. Support those guys, please. Speaking of uh, shows that keep going on, and not getting canceled, Daredevil season three. It's pretty good, right? It is pretty good. I wasn't lying. Uh yeah, it's real great stuff. Y'all should catch up. Yeah, I want to. I'm going to. Yeah, the you got your work cut out for you. I know. I'm going to Gilmore Girls right now. Mm-hmm, there you go. The nerdiest of shows. <laughs> I really like it. No, it's it's it is a good show. I was talking to a friend of mine, my old dance partner. Um, actually, uh, Sparks and I went to high school with her. Um, we were, uh, she was playing D and D, and she's not a nerd. I mean, she likes Harry Potter, but she's not a nerd. Mm-hmm. So she she she's playing D and D, and I'm like, how? It's basically like acting. How are you playing D and D? And and she's like, I don't really know. I was like, well, I'm watching Gilmore Girls, so I feel like the universe has balanced itself out. There you go. So because I'm watching Gilmore or something that's not nerdy, she oh, had to do something yeah. that's nerdy. It's the nerd butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shouts real quick to our friends who I'm sure have gotten us a few listeners, I imagine, yeah, uh, at Downright Nerdy Podcast, uh, because Michael Carl's over there uh, had a good little geeky freak out when he realized that my girlfriend had won the giveaway. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he, sh- sh- uh, I didn't see this, but she told me that like it was on the live video, mm-hmm. and she'd won... And then he was like, oh, oh, I think I know who this is. And he got like <laughs> really excited. So, hey, that's th- awesome. Thanks for thanks for being awesome. Over they are, they are nerdy good guys. people. They Shout out to those people. guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh, I don't really actually have much to say other than uh, I want to see Rocketman. But you and we also saw Rocketman. Yeah, I but did. not Ben. No, nope, I yeah. have not seen Rocketman. So I'm just going to sit in my corner and be quiet. Well, welcome to the Rocketman review uh, special. Uh, we'll get like 150 listens, I'm sure. Elton Don't worry, John. Ben. By the end, you'll still be standing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too low for zero. Don't do that. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> all, these are all Elton John songs. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> they have a really good rendition of I'm Still Standing in the movie. Ben, okay. Don't get upset. I'll hold you close now, Tiny Dancer. Uh, I'll sing you our song. <sighs> Benny! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I quite enjoyed the, the Rockets. Uh, I loved Rocket Man. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I loved Rocket Man in every way. Yeah. Um, what else? Taron Taron Edgerton should win an Oscar. I mean, like I have to see what the rest of the movies uh, are this if, year. But like, if he's at least not nominated, I'm going to be real pissed. Especially if, after yeah, uh, Bo if Rap. Bo- if Bohemian Rhapsody wins, and this isn't nominated, and he isn't nominated, we got issues. Yikes! We got yeah. issues. Riots. It is a it is a much better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody, um, and he's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. This is this is the movie he's he's. Deserved. It was like born the born to play. Basically. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I I hope that this movie gets in the recognition that I I've always felt he needed. Same. I'm really glad that Matthew Vaughn and Elton John and him working together on Kingsman Two led to this. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, they should have basically they should have gone up to uh, Kingsman Two. 
the timeline of the movie just go up all the way up to Kingsman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elton? What are you, what's that would have been interesting. Like, like the, the, the fantasy biopic version of Elton John in the Kingsman reality. Yeah. And it's Taron Egerton. So so it's, it's mostly the same, but a little bit different. You'd it's like Stanley reading the Mallrat script. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is some weird shit going yeah, on. Yeah, that guys. is like that. You'd have to cast a young Taron Egerton. <laughs> anyway. Um... Uh, I, d- I didn't do much this week either. Yeah, uh, I played I played some more Hitman. It was a very uh, busy week. Yeah. Um, I did read a bit of uh, Why We Love Star Wars by Ken <laughs> Mapsock, mm. which is a good place Never to plug. Never heard of it. Okay. Which is a good place to <laughs> plug. Uh, we have an interview special with him. Yeah, we did. We got Ken Mapsock on the show uh, talking about his book, Why We Love Star Wars, and uh, that'll be up on Wednesday. So Heck yeah. Does be does on the lookout for that. Great fun chat. Sorry, that was my water. That's bottle. fine. I love I love like yearly Star Wars chats. Okay, it's yeah, nice. they're great. Also, uh, if this episode sounds better, it's because I figured out what went wrong last week, and hey, I'm not man. going to say why it went wrong. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> I may or may not have been recording from the wrong output. It's all right. Whoops. Our Godzilla episode is there, and you can still hear us all, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's great. Ben. Yeah, uh, you're the only one who seems to have done anything this week. Maybe did I do something this week? I guess not. Oh yeah. Well, I caught on some of my comic books. Yeah, I gotta catch up. I yeah, I I caught up on some of my books. I read. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I did. I caught up on comic books. Yeah, yeah. I read uh, War of the Realms, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Fantastic Four. Hey, Marvel's great, baby. Talk about War of the Realms for a bit. Okay, so I think when it when War of the Realms. Sorry, I cut you off, Ben. But it's it's, it's the only thing I I did. Uh, uh, well, War, War of the Realms first started. Issue one was kind of kind of pedestrian, kind of boring, and everyone kind of felt it. I was like, wow, this is for the start of a six issue event it's kind of lackluster yeah. it was set up because the next three issues were insane truly great stuff like people are becoming gods of midgard of midgard like daredevil is like the new heimdall like it's the coolest shit and i'm like oh man i really hope this book's doing well because there's so many tie-ins and i know people are have event fatigue but this is like the closest thing to secret wars we've had in like three years i think we will see um i, I don't think we'll they'll see the numbers that secret war saw uh, it, no way um but i do think that with trade um, especially how they're how they're collecting Jason Aaron's run on Thor, having like complete collections. Yeah, I think this series will do well uh, in like a couple of years. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna see some return later on, probably not initial return. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely when it, when it's over, I think it's gonna read really well together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool to see again. Like the last time this happened was Secret Wars, seeing someone's six year arc come to a a explosive finale and we're like wow you actually set up and paid off everything you wanted to like it must feel really good yeah it must feel really good it's it's hard to to it's increasingly difficult to get that that, that yeah, far like, in someone's arc especially like y- you have had sole creative control of this character for like almost a decade yeah like that's it, it again like it doesn't happen that often it's really nice yeah uh i actually realized i had something else but ben you still were talking so go ahead yeah um what was i gonna say oh yeah so, um, one book that I really want don't want people to sleep on because I'm really really loving it is uh, Young Justice by Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the whole thing with Patrick Gleason sucks, but I love this book a lot. Like, I had a right moment. Like, I was reading issue five. I know issue six just came What's out wrong this with Patrick week. Patrick Gleason on Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing's wrong. He, I mean, he left. No, he's saying he's not on the book anymore. Yeah, he's oh, not on yeah, the book yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's hey, right. He did only three issues. Yeah. <clears throat> But Young Justice is really good because I had a Ryan moment of like where I'm reading it. I'm like, man, this is really good. So I took a picture of it and I, and I put it on Twitter. Hell yeah. It's uh, where uh, Robin, Tim Drake, and Ginny Hex are driving the truck. And Robin's like, hey, have you ever met Batman? You drive just like him. And she goes, I have actually. And he goes, I was kidding. <laughs> is Ginny Hex Jonah Hex's great great granddaughter? Oh, okay. It's not weird time travel. Okay, no, okay. no. Also, um, that moment that they're referring to was in Batman Universe, the Walmart books. Huh. 
Yeah. So, Jenny Hex. So Jenny Hex's debut uh, was in the Walmart book. Nice. Interesting. So okay. that Walmart book's really expensive. But I'm glad <laughs> those are coming out regularly so mm-hmm. I can buy them. Yes. But yeah, Young Justice, don't don't sleep on it. It's really good. Issue 6 just came out, and I'm really, really loving it. it it's all taking place on uh, Gemworld right now. And also they brought back uh, Stephanie Brown. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so who, like, who is she? Just Stephanie Brown, or who she, is she? Spoiler. She, is she spoiler? Okay. Well, she. They also. Um, Tim Drake also referred to her as a former Robin. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, they they had that, and I remember years ago, Brandon was like, "Man, Dan Didio does not like Stephanie Brown at all. He, they don't know mention of Stephanie Brown whatsoever." Right there, they're talking about her being a former Robin. I'm like, "Well, yeah, Bendis, you go." Well, Dan was kind of put in with a rock and hard place because Stephanie Brown. Scott Snyder really pushed Stephanie Brown to come back, so Scott Snyder brought her back in the continuity, but only a mm-hmm. spoiler. Yeah, Dan wouldn't let her be referenced as a former Batgirl and a former Robin. She had to be a new character in a spoiler. Wasn't it like in Eternal or something? She Batman yeah, it was. Eternal. It was yeah. Batman Eternal. So it was James that. Tinian when Rebirth started, and Dan was kind of like, okay, now All I have right. to now I have to start referencing the thing I hate the most, which is legacy. Um, James Tinian did a lot. You're wrong, of, Dan. Uh, yeah, you're wrong about this. Uh, James Tinian brought in a, did a lot of the legwork to bring Stephanie Brown's legacy back and brought back the relationship with Tim Drake. And, yep, and they, they were making out on the, uh, they were oh, making boy. out on top of a truck outside the Hall of Justice, and then Zatanna shows up. Yeah, nice. ben, uh, Bendis has inherited that relationship essentially. So I'm, yeah. I'm uh, one sense, I'm actually really glad that the Tim Drake Stephanie Brown uh, relationship is back. On the other sense, I'm like, man, are they going to talk about how the fact that they almost had a child? <laughs> Ooh. That Maybe. was that's some dark stuff with yeah. Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake a long time ago. Uh, it was I love Stephanie Brown though. Yeah, but I really I'm really enjoying that book. Um, the Sonic book I'm reading is also really good, and that's about it for comics. I I I was I couldn't go fall asleep last night, so I was reading after I read the book club. I was reading a Batman Leviathan or not Batman Superman Leviathan mm-hmm. in action, and now I just have the rest of my Superman stuff to go through. I'll finally be all cut up after a few months. Um, yeah. Young Justice, by the way, a little tease for you. Um, like I, I wasn't crazy about Young Justice, but I'm happy you're you're really enjoying it. Um, so just a little bit of a tease. They're going to start uh, jumping through parallel realities, uh, revisiting the Kingdom Come reality. In Yay. Young in Young Justice, mm-hmm. that's all right. I'm yeah. okay with that. So the Young Justice are going to bounce between realities, trying to get home because they, th- when they leave Gem World, they don't go straight to Earth Prime yet. They get lost. So mm. I, I thought that you'd be. Interested I'm also in really that. digging the Gem World stuff. Yeah, yeah, the stuff. Well, it's yeah. in Young Justice, but I'm really digging Amethyst and the Gemworld stuff. Yeah, Amethyst was a character that uh, DC didn't really know what to do for with for a while. She yeah. showed up in the New Fifty Two when they did the for like five. Seconds. Oh, there was like that that series. Sword of Sorcery. Yeah, yeah. they did the Zero yeah. issue uh, when they did the first anniversary of the New Fifty Two. That came and went. Yeah, and uh, that was only lasted like twelve issues. Uh, that and Resurrection Man. Remember man. Resurrection Man? Oh, I yeah. have every single issue of Resurrection Same. Man. That book is awesome. That book was excellent. Man. That's another uh, Andy and Lanning joint right there. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so just a little reminiscing of the New 52, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Other than that, getting farther and farther in Cuphead. We're at King Dice right now. And that's just about it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I guess Nice and easy Sparks, week. Sparks, you had something else you wanted oh, to yeah. touch on? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I watch lots of cartoons. Awesome. I watch lots of cartoons a lot. And um, you may be doing something with that, And I was... Maybe... Yeah, um, <laughs> and I was watching uh, cartoons as I do on the Cartoon Network app, and I was wa- catching up on Gumball, because Gumball recently had a lot of new episodes, and I watched a bunch of episodes. Gumball's still going. And then uh, I watched an episode, and I was like, wow, that was that was interesting, the way that ended up, and I looked it up online, and that was the series finale, and I oh, didn't damn. know it. Um, because I watch on the Cartoon Network app, it comes out a little earlier than it comes out on television, so the series finale is airing June 24th, and I saw it already. And 
dang, <laughs> uh, I wasn't prepared. So that was surprising. Do I so dare is... ask what happened? Um, do you, you know how spoil it for people you, who might? No, but I'll put it this way: like Gumball, Gumball, I've often said is kind of like a Deadpool cartoon yeah, show in the sense that like many a, a lot of its comedy and antics and uh, visual jokes come from the fact that on some level the universe if not some of the characters are aware they are television show mm-hmm. well uh it plays into that okay <laughs> uh it plays into that hardcore oh so fourth wall breaking uh yeah and cool. in in many ways uh it, the the narrative of the episode is that you don't you don't realize it most of the time is the fact that most of the characters don't realize that the show is ending that's kind and of then sad. the show, and then the show ends that's a but one but one character does uh, is it darwin no my life so is, is it Gumball's dad? No, no, stop asking. Uh, and so that ended, and I was just I was hit by a wow, that's another cr- classic Cartoon Network show now done. It's like especially the, weird. The, the 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 new class of classics because yeah. it's been a regular show in Adventure Time. Then yeah. um, mm-hmm. Gumball started before Clarence, but Clarence had its heyday and it's done, and now Gumball's had its heyday and ends at six seasons with two hundred and forty episodes. Still wow. respectable. That's wow. insanely respectable. That's yeah. a lot of episodes. So many episodes. Yep. Well, also, they're like, each one's like a whole hour lo- or a half hour thing of gumbo, or gumbo, gumball is like two fifty minutes. So that's 120 episodes. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, 120 that's 30 still, minute episodes, 240 lot. 10 minute that's episodes. Yeah. More episodes than Arrow. But those uh, are, but those is are, it? I think so. Oh, like 240 episodes at this point than Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good job. I mean, but, you know, less hours. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, shall we move on? Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Car- cartoons, man. Cartoon, cartoons. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to get us started off, uh, Ryan, I'm going to bounce to you for Google Stadia. Oh, okay. Uh, I. Sorry to blindside you like no, that. No, it's fine. Um. They just uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago how Google is going to unveil their own sh- their own streaming like service, and I mean streaming yes. like 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 a uh, Netflix but for games. Yeah. But you still have to buy the games. It's just using streaming technology. Um, they unveiled everything, and um, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. it, the technology is pretty impressive. Like, uh, if you know internet stuff, and I'm not the best, but like 10 megabytes is like it's kind of standard. Okay, that's like what most of us probably have. They saying you can do 1080p, 60 frames per second, like perfect gameplay. Um, which is which is fine for me, but like I have shitty internet, so this isn't gonna be for for me. Yeah. Uh, thirty five with thirty five megabytes is like that's a decent amount. Uh, it's a lot. Like a lot of major cities have that. You can play the best looking games, four K, incredible stuff. So as long as you have good internet, um, you will never have to upgrade a console or anything like that. It's really is, cool. Now this is you are going to have to buy the video game. Yeah, it's um, it's just like it's like a PC, but right. but the streaming. Yeah. I think the I think. You know, when they first unveiled Google Stadia, it wasn't clear if it was going to be a uh, a service like a like GameFly. Well, no, you know what? Netflix yeah. is a good example. Yeah. Like Netflix, you don't buy the movies; you just stream them for a low price yes. uh, for a low price. And they I think do people have, thought that was going to uh, be that. They do have a ten dollar. Uh, it is still early, but they do yeah. have a ten dollar a month like subscription thing. They haven't announced what that is, but you will be getting games through that. Okay. But this is basically like uh, buying your own PC, but you're just getting a controller that hooks to your TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the Founders Edition. Um, if you want to play Stadia this year, you have to buy the controller and a Chromecast Ultra. 
Um, but in the future, you just need your browser, your Chrome browser. How far in the future are we talking about? Like 30 year. years, 40 Next years, year. 20, 2077? Uh, 2021. Got it. <laughs> Sorry, 2020, even 2020. Um, That's so, so far away. I don't think we're there yet. The really, really amazing thing is if you have good enough internet, you can play something like uh, like a Call of Duty or a God of War on your Pixel phone. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, for higher internet bandwidth, you need to pay more money. And for people in the middle of the country, you simply don't have it. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, for like half the country, this isn't going to work. But like, if you're down for the you know future of streaming, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's interesting. It's not for me. I don't want to. I don't want to spend sixty dollars for bad internet. I have yeah. to make sure I have good internet. Yeah, it's it's interesting because so you have to buy a controller. Um, yes, essentially, um, and you have to keep buying the game. The, uh, keep buying the games. Yeah, the, um, that's going to run you a lot of money. It, well, but I, I guess I'm, no no more than a console. Would. It's well, actually it's it's. In the future, you're not even going to need, uh, uh, again, like the founder's packs, the well, one you need for I now. Sh- I remembered my question. Yeah. Uh, my question was actually, um, what happens, so is this like I need to buy a Google Stadia game, or do I buy an Xbox game, have a code, put it in Google Stadia? Well, I mean, I mean, just like you can buy Call of Duty on a PS4 or Xbox, you uh-huh. can't put the PS4 disc in an Xbox. Right. You just have to buy the version of Stadia. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I was Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, it's not like any disc can work or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just the really cool thing is in the future, they're like, in the future, you're going to be able to just go to Stadia.com, buy the game, and if you have internet, then our software, our database, will supersede all your computer shit, and you'll just play a game. Yeah. And the thing that really struck to me was, hey, you guys know how you went from like PS1, PS2, PS3, and you know, inc- really, in, uh, the game's got like better looking incrementally. When you don't have to worry about processing power, you can just make the best looking game. And as long as you have the internet, you can stream the best looking game. You don't need, you don't need a high-end PC. They are the PC. Mm-hmm. You are just streaming it like a television show. So the only thing is, you have to have good internet. So basically, yeah. they're stopping the idea of... Uh, they were doing what I, what, I, what, what I speculated a couple weeks ago. Uh, how far are we away from a single console... Uh, um, gaming gaming environment. Yes, but this but it's still like you need you need a TV with Chrome. Like it's it's yeah. still Google specific. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this is like a new uh, a new way you're to gonna, do it. You're still gonna need a certain television set. Let yeah, you can't that just like use a Chromecast. You, you, you need a Chrome. You need a Chromecast. You need a smart TV. You can't just have a regular TV. Yeah, it's right. still a Google centric. And also, Ryan, like you said, people in parts of the country aren't going to want to People do in Mississippi that. are not going to be able to use this. Exactly. So they're <laughs> still going to... Mississippi. I, as someone who spent many years in Mississippi, I could tell you they don't have good internet. <laughs> yeah, so obviously people are still... They still have dial-up. We love Ooh. you, Mississippi. I'm no, sorry. we don't. They're racist. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. It's the, wor- it's the it's the most racist state in the country. Sorry. Bye. Oh wow, look, we just lost five hundred listeners. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow. If all of our listeners are in Mississippi, wow. Actually, I was I was wondering if his uh, I was looking at the numbers for last week's episode, and I was wondering if your Elizabeth Warren twenty twenty comment <laughs> made us lose any listens. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, um, all about politics, baby. Anyway, this is it's really cool. Um, yeah, it sounds it's like sounds, not having to yeah. worry about uh, like. Oh, is my PC good enough to run this? Just like, oh, I have good internet. It's just gonna run on my TV. Yeah, this it's is really this cool. is getting closer to what I to what I speculated that we're getting a little bit closer to nudging into a single console. Uh, uh, I, Microsoft and Sony will never allow that anytime soon. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, it is the start of like not having to worry about consoles. It's like yeah. you just want to play which, a game, just play it, which yeah. is fine. But for for me, I'm fine with still having a new console. No, yeah, this. If if I were much richer, this is a good option. This but isn't I'm not. this isn't for us yet. I think yeah. what it's far more no. closer to eliminating is the need for a strong gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it the really telling thing was as I was watching a stream of their of their um 
what is it called? Like of their uh, press conference. Press conference. Thank you. I was freaking out. Press conference. It was having buffering issues. So while they're uh. talking about the streaming service, they were having buffering issues. So I'm like, here is your problem, baby. Yeah. So in specific games like XCOM or games that aren't as as Twitch based, like Call of Duty. Like, you can play strategy games with low internet. You cannot play Call of Duty or, like, Overwatch with shitty internet. No. It's like, you guys have played it with me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it does not. So, like, the internet is the key here, and, like, the entire country's not there yet, but, like, L.A. is, New York is, Dallas is, and that's cool for people who live in big metro cities. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And uh, just to say off the bat, uh, E3 is this week, but we're not going to talk about any of the stuff now because it's happening as we speak right now. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about a shit ton of stuff later. We will uh, we will talk about one thing that wasn't an E3. Yeah, it was uh, pre E3. It was yeah. pre E3. But yeah, uh, you guys are going to be doing a special on E3. I think is what we yes. We'll on. we'll talk about E3 on over on the YouTubers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The YouTubers. Is what the YouTubes. Yeetubes. Yeetubes. That's what the kids are calling it these days. All yep. right, moving on to some the, anime. the old YTs. The old YTs. young thing. Uh, moving on to some anime news. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. Nani. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Sparks. Um, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Nani? This is so, <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. Cole. Magic the Gathering is getting an anime, uh, a Netflix anime, much like uh, Blade Runner, Castlevania, th- those mm-hmm. types of things, um, by the Russo brothers. Yeah, this is great. Excuse me. Let me recreate my reaction when I heard this news. Yes! <laughs> now, yeah, it's very loud. All yes. right, I'm going to put a veto on you ever doing that again. Okay. Also, uh, as also a Magic fan, I was like, wow, it's really cool. I like it. Sorry, I I, sir, I heard the name Magic the Gathering Anime Russo Brothers. Yeah. Instantly, my mind my, my brain went. Hey, remember this the last thing the Russo Brothers uh, helped produce? You know what TV show they helped produce? What? Dead the Class. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So it's like I'm just saying, having a name is great, but like that doesn't. St- well, <laughs> well, well, Ryan, that's the thing. The Russo Brothers aren't. Um, it's they're through their production company. Yeah, they're just producing it. They're it's th- they're pr- they're producers, and and but you do gotta wonder. Uh, I'm sure that they don't want to put anything on their plate that they're not proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And also, Steven Spielberg. And also, we know nothing. All we got was just an announcement, um, an outline of the Planeswalker Chandra. So we don't know what the show is going to be about. Yeah, we don't I know have. how many other Planeswalkers. It's literally are just show an up. announcement. Yeah. Yeah. I so have a Netflix uh, comment if you if you do go for um, it. So per Netflix, uh, the Russos will oversee the creation of an all new storyline and expand on the stories of the Planeswalkers, which are Magic's unique magic wielding heroes and villains as they contend with stakes. Uh, larger than any one world can hold. Yep. I think I still have my magic deck. I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to play anymore, but I, I used to. Yeah, man, we could teach Don't you. worry. I got you, bud. We got I'm cards. good. Um, hey, man, it, that's a fun game. The series is going to be helmed by Henry Gilroy, uh, who worked on Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, and, uh, okay. Jose Molina, who worked on Agent Carter. Oh. Yeah. So they will be showrunners for the show. Nice, so okay. It's okay. Good, good team. I just really hope it's like really beautiful art and not like 3D Godzilla art. You know what? I'm, I'm really hoping that too, because... Well, now Netflix's animes haven't uh, uh, like Knights of Sidonia. Um, well, the um, God, the Godzilla movies aren't produced by Netflix. Those are no. just Japanese. Uh, those are Japanese produced by a certain yeah. companies. But Knights yeah. of Sidonia is a Netflix original anime. It's yeah. their first that, original that, anime. That's true, and also the and Dragon bad. Dragon Prince is also a Netflix original. But the animation is not bad. No, it's not bad. And but Castle- I don't want that style. I would and, right. But like Castlevania, and we'll see what the um, Pacific Rim and Blade Runner animes are going to look like. Probably Devil May Cry, baby. Devil May Cry. I think okay. w- I think those are kind of like oh. what we're looking at. There's also another show that I just put on my Netflix watch list called High Score Girl, mm-hmm. and I believe that was also originally produced in Japan. It's traditional 2D animation. I remember there was a Pacific Rim anime coming out. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Hell yeah! Until eventually. literally just now. Eventually. Yeah. But uh, as yeah. someone, but as someone who plays Magic: The Gathering and still tries to play Magic as much as he possibly could, 
this is good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. It's got a really cool lower and like uh, all the characters really, are super neat. A really de- it makes me want to go buy more magic cards and play them. Honestly, it, it, when the show starts like actually amping up, I'm like, oh, it's really happening. I'm definitely getting like I got my, my pull decks. my box out. Yeah, I still got mm-hmm. my deck. You got um, a box? Oh yeah. Oh hell I yeah. Do have a, I do have another statement that I just read. I think it might be interesting uh, for us here. Uh, we have been huge fans and players. This is Joe and Anthony Russo. Uh, we have been huge fans and players of Magic the Gathering for as long as it has been around, so being able to bring uh, to help bring these stories to life through animated animation is a true passion project for us. Um, the series will be animated. This is not a qu- this is not a quote anymore, but the series will be animated by Bardell Studios. Uh, Bardell Studios worked on Rick and Morty, Teen Titans Go, and Netflix is the Dragon Prince. So, but that's two oh. D, and then that's three D. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's weird. So I w- so it could go either way. Mm, it could be a mix. It yeah, feels it like they they probably work in both. You know what? It could be like, sorry, Brand, but it could be like what um, uh, Sunrise has been doing with a lot of their Gundam shows recently. Oh, like the Gundams where, are are whereas C- the Gundams are three D, but everything else is two D. Yeah. So it could be like the big, like the main pl- Planeswalkers. Rick and Morty has a similar animation style. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the Planeswalkers are going to be two D, whereas the giant dragons and, and all the, the big spells are going to be three D. Yeah. Which if it's that, I'm still down for. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, just yeah. a magic, just a more thing for Magic the Gathering. I'm down. That's. It's really cool. Yeah. Just don't use 3D to cut costs. Yes. Goblin Slayer. Oh, shots Berserk. fired. What's that? It's an anime. Not a good anime. Okay. It's an anime. Good manga, apparently. Not a good anime. That's a shame. Okay. Um, speaking of anime, Avengers Future, which is a- Future Avengers. Future Avengers, which is a- um, Well, the Future Avengers, What, uh, what is this? It is a Japanese animation animated show. Um, and is being dubbed for American audiences. It started in 2017. The story is basically when a young boy named Makoto gains superpowers due to an evil manipulation experiment. He and other young kids with powers join the Avengers as apprentices named Future Avengers. And now they're dubbing it for American audiences. Do we know anything like the quality? Like, it has, have we heard it's good? Or I'm sure you could look up clips online because it, it has been running for so long. I just ha- I've never heard hearing about it. Yeah, I've I'd, I'd never heard of it till now. Yeah, I'm surprised like it being a Marvel thing. Like there is a. Alien vs. Predator Japanese animated show as well that I have not been able to track down, but I know it exists because we work on it. And there were, like, in the mid-2000s, there were a bunch of, like, Marvel anime movies. Yes. Like the X-Men yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and Iron Man, and yep. they weren't good. Uh, I watched them all. I yeah. like the Blade I one. I have no idea of the quality of I didn't. Oh, you know, I didn't see the Blade one. It was fun. Okay. And the Wolverine one, honestly, I didn't mind. He, he He's such an anime character. Milo Ventimiglia played Wolverine, which is weird. <laughs> Yeah, man, you gotta make them young and young and hip, I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, so we do have some, we do have a cast, but although I don't remember, I don't recognize any of these actors. Um, we got here uh, actors from My Hero Academia, Fukuri, Rick and Morty. Um, I can read them out if you'd like. Maybe we might as well try it. Okay. Um, Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Oh, I know Laura Bailey. She's Black right Cat. Off the bat. <laughs> yeah, she's she's Mary Jane Watson in Spider Man. Oh, yeah. okay. She's cool. one of the biggest voice actors in the world. Yeah, and also cool. she wa- she was uh, Vexalia in uh, Critical Role. She's, All right, she plays a, yeah. Black Widow. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Carrie Walgren. Yes. Uh, Carrie in Rick and Morty. Carrie Walgren is Devora in Mortal Kombat X. Who is she in Rick and Morty? I don't know. <coughs> okay. She might. She, she does a lot of just uh like extra work, like ah. a lot of. Oh, she plays the Wasp. Uh, Patrick Seitz. Mm-hmm. Seats. Okay. Uh, as Thor, Roger Craig Smith. Oh, I do recognize that. He's name. Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a Sonic. Um, a lot of things. He was actually in Avengers Assemble. Oh. Um. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, Captain America. Probably he's repri- if that's so true, he's Captain America in this. He was. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. You don't like his voice as Captain it's America? It's just. It's honestly. It's. It's. It's just kind of boring. Sure. Um. Yuri Lowenthal. He's Spider Man. He is Spider Man. You're right. I recognize that name now. He's Winter Soldier. Okay. That's. 
interesting choice. Uh, he's, he's a white, well, young white dude. Yeah. <laughs> he can do a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so the article I'm getting this from is to is, is specifically saying that this this is not an official list. It's just kind of like what we what we picked up from around town. They're getting really really like actual good voice actors. Like this, these are all people who are like enriched in video games and anime. So it's like it's perfect. Yeah. So it should be interesting. I, uh, when it comes out, I'm sure we'll we'll watch it. There was a Young Avengers uh, uh, animated movie. There was. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know what? I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't want it either. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the Hulk one that's is, on Netflix? It's Maestro's in it. Yeah, it's like Young Captain America kid. Like yeah, you know, I like, see, Ultron, I, Ultron has taken over the world. Yeah. And, and, no, uh, I remember reading the like the synopsis of it on Netflix, and I thought about watching it, but I stopped myself. Most of those like again those mid two thousands Marvel movies, they're like they're fine. They did like uh, the Doctor Ultimate Strange, of, Iron Man, Ultimate Avengers, which yeah. is loosely yeah, yeah. based uh, on the Hulk Ultimate Comics. They have cool. they have Hulk leaping up the building to find Betty, but they don't have him screaming Betty, Betty. Hulk wants <laughs> Betty. <laughs> yeah, they um, in a sexual way. Mm. They did. Uh, what was the one that I actually didn't mind? There Thor, Doctor Blood, Strange. Blood Brothers. There was a no. That, that was not. There was a Doctor Strange one. Yeah. There was a Planet Hulk one. Yeah, I didn't mind that. That's fine. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah I did like the Future Avengers one. Honestly, it was okay. That's fine. All right, let's move on. I'm excited about this though. Yeah, uh, onto something you're not excited about. <laughs> uh, anime news. Isn't there one more thing? Is there? Uh, there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie in development. Oh, you're right. There is a new Dragon Ball <laughs> Super movie in development. I mean, I'm sorry. <clears throat> hey, guys, there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie in development. Yeah, and they just talked about it. And that's super exciting. Yeah, what I what I, I don't remember the source that it comes from, but it was like a booklet in something in some press release. Uh, it's uh, the the executives were doing a talk about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna Google it right now. So, it, I, it, so uh, they got together and they were discussing like, hey, we set a really high bar with Broly. Uh, yeah, we're looking to surpass it. And they also revealed that there were a lot of things, as we know, Broly was nearly twice its length in original. Mm-hmm. Uh, design and scripting. Give so me a three-hour movie. Oh my it, god! <laughs> it sounds like they've said that a lot of pretty much everything that they had to take out of the movie. They're saying we're looking for where we're going to bring it all back in future projects, whether that's an, another anime or well, the I next wonder, film. I wonder if that's like knows? past stuff. So here, so like Frieza, Bardock yeah, yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now my theory is uh, that this new movie is in lieu of an animated show because, as we know, they haven't even started produ- production on a new animated show. Uh, I believe that they are allowing Toyotoro to run out this Moro arc mm-hmm. while they work on the film, and when the f- when the film is closer to release, they'll have when Moro's arc is near done. They'll have the anime series of the Moro arc come out, and it will drop right before the new movie will drop. Sure. So it'll fill that gap because we know the Moro arc is immediately following Broly, yeah. regardless. So whatever the next movie is, if it happens after Broly, it also happens after Moro. I've been. This is a good place to put this. I've been listening to. I've been watching uh, a YouTube series called Totally Not Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. He's primarily Dragon Ball Z. Uh, he talks about really interesting stuff like how Goku is misunderstood as a character development. Um, how he's a you know he really like. Really, like pins down like what these character arcs are. How Goku is a flat character arc, much like Superman. He doesn't he doesn't exist to change. He exists to change the world around him, um, and that's a really important character arc to to work with. Um, Goku's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so like I I so I've been learning a lot. And one of the things is because he is so ingrained in this fandom. He's a very popular Dragon Ball Z uh, YouTuber. Um, the Dragon Ball Super manga is reviled in the fandom. Is it really? Yeah, and. Uh, one one of the things that happened was, and he speculates that it's because it started coming out after the anime. So what Toriyama, so what Toyotoro has talked about, Toriyama gives him 
uh, point A, point B, and whatever happens in between, that's your you do whatever you want. And he does the same thing to the anime, which why the anime and the manga deviate in a lot of places, but they always end in very in very much the same points. Um, so, so what it looks like is because the anime kept going and the manga didn't, or the manga was like way behind. Um, because everyone saw the anime first, they started preferring the anime to the manga. Yeah, I can get that. Because in the beginning, the manga was really well received mm-hmm. because they saw that first. Yeah. Uh, and so now the new mangas that are coming out of the Moro arc are being really well received because there's no anime. Right. So that he, so he's speculating that the reason why nobody likes the anime, uh, the manga, uh, is because they, after a while they stopped seeing it first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I I get that. I, th- I don't think it's fair, but I get it. Well, I, th- I mean, this guy also, this guy has two videos, I think, about wh- about why Toyotoro's art is inferior to uh, Toriyama's and why, like, page, he talks about page layout and story structure, and it's really interesting stuff, actually. I, I-, I recommend it. Having not read the the manga, I do not make an opinion on this. Yeah, I just yeah. found the, the videos to be, check really, that out. Yeah. to be really interesting. Ben, do you know anything about Moro? No, I do not. He is um Dragon Ball Z Galactus. Oh. That's all I'm going to tell and you. And right. he deals entirely in magic. Which Goku and Vegeta have never really fought before. The closest Goku gets is like Baba. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that like that that excites me. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I'm super into it. But yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I think that there the anime is probably going to do the Moro stuff. Yeah. in the near future, it'll be like a single season kind of thing. If there is in fact another film being worked on, that film will be coming out in the next couple of years. Yeah. And uh, there probably will only just be this moral arc in between than that movie. Um, Um, Who knows? Uh, I'm totally fine with like, you want to keep pumping out Broly movies like that, like that quality? Go for it. I'm all all for it. Take all the time you want. Make make incredible stuff. I do want to quickly say, uh, last bit on the Totally Not Mark thing, is that uh, our YouTube channel is subscribed to it. Uh, so if you guys want to check it out, just mm. go onto your YouTube page and we're subscribed to it. It's one nice. of our subscriptions. Cool. Um, I'll recommend you some videos if you want. Yeah, he's good. He's a good YouTuber. I'm I like into him a lot. it. Yeah. Um, all right. So some bad news. Is it time for this? It is time for this. Okay. Uh, we were really high. Now we're re- now we're getting a little low. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, I'm high. Um, I'm gonna just one foul swoop. Deadly class, happy, and swamp thing have all been canceled. This is the worst week of my life. <laughs> It's legitimately like, in terms of entertainment, like I don't know if I've had a harder week in terms of things that I like and them being canceled. All three were canceled this week. Unbelievable. Uh, Deadly Class and Happy are being shopped around to other networks. Uh, so it could, I've, those I'm not worried hope. about. I'm not worried about those because those are both quality shows too. If I haven't seen Happy, but I know it's good. Like I just sort of watching Happy. It's real yeah. good. Uh, Deadly I, Class is incredible. I have a lot of hope that Deadly Class can get picked up because as you're watching Deadly Class, it doesn't feel like a sci-fi show. It feels like it belongs on like Netflix FX or, or AMC. Like FX or AMC. It's, it's, it's not a sci-fi show at all. I'd be curious to see if Disney would want it, putting it on, Nef- on FX. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I could totally it's see just a like, show it's just, like... It's a more mature type show, and I'm like... I could totally yeah. see it on FX, but like in a post-Disney world, I'd be interested to see if that happens. Yeah. I just... Uh, someone's going to pick it up. Like I'm, That's not the show I'm worried about. Yeah. And honestly, like... It sucks, but like Swamp and Thing is like the real. Sad and now thing, even yeah. Happy, Happy is uh, they got two seasons. Happy off got of, it for a season. Yeah, Happy, yeah. Happy adapted its comic book and then went in a different direction because there is no second comic book. That it, that comic is four issues long. Yeah, like there's not much story to tell. And uh, and the first season is those four issues. Yeah. So the second season, I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's also really good. I've heard, yeah. Um. So hey, you told its story. It's bummer. Swamp Thing though, and the. Day after it launched, and yeah. the the shame of it is, uh, just uh, uh, talking about the sci-fi stuff, and then we'll talk about Swamp Thing. Um, sure. It, sci- I was talking with Ryan about that, like sci-fi has turned a corner to having some like incredible content. I talked about it a while back that they have Winona Earp, yeah. which is a fantastic show. Krypton. 
Uh, Krypton has been uh, just stellar. I'm going to start watching it. Um, and then Deadly Class, Happy, these shows come along and they're killing it. But I, I'm like, I, this isn't, sci-fi's audience isn't looking for these things. Yeah. yeah. Like the people who are actually watching, still watching sci-fi, they're not looking for shows like Deadly Class. They're looking this for belongs wrestling. in other places. <laughs> yeah. This belongs in other places. And, I, and I, I'm sad that they just, I don't, because it's not a lack of quality in the show. I just yeah. think it couldn't find its audience on sci-fi. They, sh- they both struggled. Uh, both Happy and, and Deadly Class struggled finding an audience. Yeah. Um, However, Rick, both premiered really strong. Yeah. Rick Remender, um, like the guy who created the comic in the show, he's like, yo, man, this absolutely sucks, but like, I know we have something special here. I'm not worried about the show not continuing. Uh, and I could say that for all these shows. like They all deserve more than they're going to get. But yeah. Yeah. What so are you gonna let's, do? Ta- let's talk about the Swamp Thing. Some bullshit. <laughs> Unfortunately, Swamp Thing can't be shopped around. No. So. And Swamp Thing is uh, the DC Universe, the DC Universe uh, original series. And, uh, like, Which we're talking about on YouTube and will continue to. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And like three days after it dropped... Now, to be fair, three days after it dropped, we started hearing rumblings of a cancellation. Like, and even I was like, "That's no uh, way, no way." Yeah, yeah. No, you no, no. thought that was a little too soon, huh? Yeah, it's only that was the first episode dropped. Yeah, and then there was a confirmation. Now, mind you, it was a confirmation from people who know. People in the know was the quote. So it was like, uh, I mean, is there still hope that this is? But now that James Wan has come out and said, "Yeah, it's canceled," I'm like, "Oh man!" And it's. It seems just like a comedy of errors. Like everyone's yeah. pointing fingers, like and nobody can figure out why. Like people, like at first there was production with DC, and like it went from thirteen episodes to ten. So people were originally saying it's creative problems, and then this stuff with like the North Carolina tax bracket got involved, which they said. And then it's those not. the 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 film director guy of South Carolina said, "No, no, no, you do not blame us. They knew exactly what they were getting into, and they didn't give us money. Mm-hmm. So of course we're going to shut this down. Like you owe us money." And I'm just like. How do you guys not? How do you guys just not? I don't understand how this happens. This no. isn't a creative problem. This is a strictly uh, uh, ignorant money problem where people are just not paying attention to things. In North Carolina, the rumor was that North Carolina had an accounting error, it gave them fourteen million instead of forty million. No, that's, that's not, not, true. not even true. That's not true. And like, it's just what happened. I, I the article I just read, the the North Carolina film director, he was like, there was an article that came out that is just so not true, and it just got spread around so fast, and like that's why I'm out here saying like this is not our fault. We wanted this show to be here. They they mismanled they mishandled their money, and I'm like, yeah. I just I just it's it's just it seems like a silly error that completely destroyed an entire franchise. Now I feel like I feel like there's a good chance that uh, this is AT and T. Yeah, we really like we really don't yeah. know. I feel like there's a good chance that this could be uh, Warner Bros. new parent company AT and T. Yeah. Also, um, this show is so expensive. It is it is eighty five million dollars for ten episodes. That's Game of Thrones money. That is more than the other two shows probably combined. Like because they filmed so much on location yeah, too, they, amongst building a swamp yeah. set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like it, especially at the first episode, like of course I haven't seen the whole thing, but like this is a creative team who believes in this product and they know the vision that that they're trying to make. And like they got the money and like it's there. The money is there yeah. and the quality is there. So like the fact that they're not even trying to save it. They're not even trying. Right. To save and it. and the part that makes no sense about it to me is it just dropped. Mm-hmm. Now it's being announced it's canceled and I'm like this doesn't make sense even from like an AT&T business. You are losing angle. viewership on your own streaming service. This was getting incredible reviews, better than Titans, definitely. 
like better press than Titans. This this was getting raved about yeah. and was going to draw new subscribers in and then they're like it's canceled after a single episode. Netflix at least has This makes no sense. Netflix had the decency to wait for the seasons to drop before yeah. they canceled them. Now mind you this And was even not then like Iron Fist was getting bad press and they Netflix still stood behind it and yeah. got it all out and still pushed forward with what it had. Iron Fist had a bad first season. It still got a second season. Now my, now mind you um, there is no one involved with the production of the show, as in like AT&T, Warner Brothers, DC. They have not come out and said the show is canceled. So I think in their mind, they were just kind of like, we'll just wait till the series is over. But as soon as the, as soon as the rumblings and the rumors and, the, and, the, and people started coming out and talking about it, I think that's where the wildfire started. And they just couldn't, they just couldn't get ahead of it. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, James Wan just said a thing like, "Hey, everyone involved with the show, like, uh, great job." And well, he start, uh, yeah, yeah, and he starts it right off as, "I don't know why this got canceled." Yeah, no idea. And, uh, Makes no sense. James yeah. Wan, who just made them a billion dollar franchise with Aquaman, something that could not have ever been done with a character called Aquaman. He's mm-hmm. a billion dollar character, and then they just like throw his show under the bus like it's nothing. Like. It just seems so disrespectful. James Wan has done so much for yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Aquaman, The Conjuring, yeah. come on. It, just seems it really disrespectful. It really doesn't make any sense why they even made this show if they were just going to axe it right here because I'm like, this show turned out great. People were loving it and after a single episode of its release where everybody was stoked about it, you said, no, just kidding. See, that's why I... What? It's not, this isn't a creative decision. It's a shitty, stupid, there was a human money error and because of that, millions of dollars, like, oops, oopsie, the show's just not going to happen anymore. Like, cause it, 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 business, it's a business, and I'm like, man, this is really. But even me then, out. like, it, even then, how this, how this all came about to the point where they didn't even try to fight this or spin this. That they're like, yep, yeah, I guess it's just canceled. Like, it, even if it's a monetary loss, they're only creating more of a loss by not trying to argue that the show is still solid at least until the ten episode run is done. Those are subscribers they're not getting. And this is part. This two makes of, no this sense. This is part two of that. I don't think they care about the service anymore because there was rumors that the Warner Brothers service is going to cost sixteen dollars. Did you see this? I didn't see this. Yeah, Holy it's gonna shit. Be, it's going to rumor. It, of course, it's a rumor. That's a rumor. But it's supposed to be sixteen to seventeen dollars, and they're going to try to incorporate the DC stuff and just merge it all into one. If you were going to do that, why have a streaming service? Why have all of these unique shows if you're just going to cancel all of them one year later? What was the what was the service that they that they ended because uh, Warner Media is coming out? The 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 filmstruck? Criterion. Filmstruck? Filmstruck. Criterion? filmstruck. But there was yeah. something else that happened a little bit ago that they were talking about. Oh, it was um, it wasn't maybe it was Swamp Thing when we found out the ten episode uh, the cancellation of the third the last three episodes yeah. and just ten maybe maybe it was then but I remember us talk uh, speculating that um, AT and T's disinterest in uh, Swamp Thing could lead to could could be uh, uh, because the they're more interested in launching their own streaming service why have six streaming services when you can have one yeah now let me tell you. Uh, I said this when Disney announced uh, announced their streaming service. I, I speculated what's to stop Universal, what's to stop Warner Brothers. Yeah. I don't care how many streaming services Warner Brothers incorporates into this thing. They do not have the have the content to compare to compete with Disney. I made a joke where like I would buy Disney's streaming service twice over, but before I give Warner Brothers sixteen of my dollars a month. Yeah. Right, and you'd still be paying less. And I'd still be paying less. Like. Yeah. It, it, the balls on them, if that's true. The balls on them. I yeah, if, if the rumored pans out and it is $16 a month, I will sit there and just go, are you kidding? <laughs> and remember, Un- NBC Universal streaming service isn't even going now, to, isn't even going to be, gonna be um, uh, uh, enticing to cord cutters. Now, yeah. here's the kicker of why that might work, because I looked into this rumor about the Warner Brothers yeah. thing. They might rope HBO into it, because that's AT&T also. And yes, if they do, is. HBO Now is 15 a month. Okay. And if you yeah. do that, but... 
The caveat is, it sounds like if they do it, they're going to cancel HBO by itself. That's a mistake. That which is, is going to piss people that's off. That's a mistake. And uh, in a post, and in a post Game of Thrones, it, it just means that like in order to stay a subscriber of HBO now, because think about it, if you already are paying fifteen dollars for HBO now, they're like yeah. pay two more dollars and get all of Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's the trick. But if you're a person who doesn't already have it or who has left it because Game of Thrones ended, which are those people? Sure. Uh, you're not going to go back in for Warner and HBO. Yeah. It's not going to work. So but that's that's the rumor is that HBO now is going to end and they're going to sucker that people is, back in to take to get HBO. That is a very with HBO it's a very good cuz that's pretty good. that's HBO's HBO, ability to play I that. would pay $15 a month for HBO cuz like that's Game of Thrones baby. Right. Like, that's Westworld. That's Watchmen. That that's Watchmen. That's that's the, the, the apex of quality. Uh-huh. Uh man, that is a good deal. Plus HBO gives you the entire backlog of HBO and that's that's pretty. I great. couldn't even imagine them canceling HBO. That thing's been around for decades. Like that's like a that's like a television. Well, it's not people. canceling it. It's like it's like moving it behind an extra paywall. No, that's what I mean. It's like stopping it from being. It just it used to just be the best TV service ever. Like stopping that's like what, what are you guys are they, doing? Are they, is the rumor that they're going to get rid of the channel and just have no a no 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 service? no no like you could still get it on cable and everything. Right. But if you're a person getting HBO now, you couldn't. That will move behind God. the Warner Media streaming so service. Just, You'll pay two dollars more so to get so it. So if you only have HBO now. HBO now will go under the Warner Time Brothers uh-huh. Warner Stream that's Service, and if you already have it, you now have to pay two more dollars to get. Streaming that's service, the rumor. Probably the streaming service is probably going to be called Warner Media. Yeah, which is the current company's name. I just yeah, like it, the, the thing that at the end of the day, like we should get off of this soon, but like the thing is, like nobody seems to f- be fighting for this show, right? At all from from for like, Swamp Thing for Swamp Thing, yeah. And this show, it is so good, and it, like. It re- th- Canceling it like the day after it's premiered just shows to me they don't give a shit. Not not Len Wiseman, the director, or James Wan, the people upstairs. Like Swamp Thing, he's not Batman. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who yeah. cares? The, the, who cares? The higher ups above it makes me not uh, hopeful about anything for the future of the service. Yeah. No, you yeah. know why I feel like I've been noticing, and you guys could tell me I'm been wrong because I have been seeing like stupid clickbait articles on Facebook and everything because there have been. Gotta rubbing, be careful. I, I, that's why I don't click them. I just see them. Cosmic Book News. Screw you. <laughs> yeah. But I've been seeing people talk about Doom Patrol getting canceled. I remember I that rumors out there too. I think that's right I, now. Well, it, let me just, yeah. let me finish. I see been seeing rumors about Doom Patrol being canceled. I've been see, I I saw the Swamp Thing. You and I, all four of us, were in the thick of the Swamp Thing thing. The Swamp Thing thing. <laughs> we were we were in the swamp of it. Yeah, yeah. we were the swamp. We of were it. down in the muck. In the muck. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here trying to think out how to make a pun out of Floronic Man. Crud Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can, buddy. But I'm that's sitting, not in bloom right now. Oh. Damn it, Sparks. But I'm sitting here looking at these, and both those shows, Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing, have so far, people have been saying those are the best two original shows on the DC Universe app. Nobody even they, talks about Young Justice. They that's are the, the whole reason exactly. why the service exists. That's that the reason that why funny. I wanted it, and I still haven't bought it yet. Yeah. And people are saying, Doom Patrol is amazing. Brand Fraser is awesome as Robot Man. Swamp Thing, holy crap. Do not sleep on Swamp Thing. Man. Titans, boo. Guess what's getting a second season? Hey, no. Titans. S- Titan, that's the thing. Titans is not bad. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Well, people like, have been saying everything, Titans, boo. Everything on this service is good. And they just dropped 25,000 comics. Like, wanna, this is a I good d- service now. I just want to say, um, if, if if they do something, if they get rid of DC Universe, put it on, uh, does that mean Young Justice, get, Young Justice gets canceled a, a second time? Oh, damn it. It depends if they say they're doing another season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do want to I do want to say just real quickly about the Doom Patrol thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think that is 
is post cancellation hysteria. Yeah. We saw it with Tom King when Tom King left. Um, uh, when people the rumors of Batman Fifty yeah. that right. Tom King was going to be taken off of uh, Batman Fifty, you always see kind of this hysteria uh, mm-hmm. seep in whenever something like this happens. Um, a lot of it isn't true. It's just a lot of people trying to uh, b- build off of that. Oh, you know what kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of this is a very deep cut, so apologies. But it reminds me of that episode of Rocket Power where they go to Tony Hawk's place to try and convince him to come out of retirement. Oh man! And then he's like, "You no, just I'm- gave me like whiplash going <laughs> through that for that thing." Really? But yeah, they woogity, 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 woogity. Woogity. But yeah, they find a, a place that Tony Hawk was to try and convince him to come out of retirement. He's like, "I'm not retiring. I'm just taking a little break. Chill yeah. out." Yeah. So I get what you're saying about hysteria, where they're like, we're saying if someone's gonna do something else, people will start freaking out. People capitalize on on hysteria. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's another article. I think, Maybe I think the reason why people have been panicked about Doom Patrol is mm-hmm. because it, this that started when the ten episode cut happened to Swamp Thing, not mm-hmm. when this cancellation happened. And it's partially because Titans got picked up so fast, and Doom yeah. Patrol hasn't been. Which is funny because I I know I have not seen Titans yet, and I'm not saying Titans is a bad show. You guys have been saying it's a good show. It is which, the weakest of the three. Exactly, yeah. the weakest of the three is getting is automatically getting the second season. Which you know why? I want to say because they have the more Batman. popular. Exactly, they have the more popular characters. No, not a lot of Casey Casuals, and even some comic book fans I know don't give a damn about Swamp Thing or the Doom Patrol. Nobody cares you about say Swamp Doom Thing. Patrol, they go, "Who the hell is the Doom Patrol?" Doom Patrol is more obscure than Swamp Thing, if that yeah. were possible. Yeah. Yep. It's, it, here's why that's dumb. I'm not saying you're dumb, but I'm saying I know. I know it is dumb. No. Um. Nobody gave a shit about Green Arrow. No. Nobody gave a shit about Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man is a seedless character through and through. It doesn't matter what the show. It doesn't matter what the character is. If the con- if the content is good, the it's going to find the audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And apparently, the content is good, it but is. for some reason, the higher ups are just like, "Oh, we're not getting the numbers automatically." So they're what, like, but "What that, is?" But what the rumor is, it's not the numbers problem. It, the rumors is that it's a money. It's problem. a human error. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it just it just doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense. I I. It almost feel better if Titans weren't already cleared for a season two and Same. cleared so fast. Same, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cleared for season two like the moment the season, the first season ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think even before, and Doom Patrol still hasn't been, and Doom Patrol got incredible press reviews. Titans did okay. Yeah. Titans did fine in press reviews. It did better but as the show went on. The news is like, yeah. wow, it's actually just, it's not bad. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the news. Right, uh, but Doom Patrol was raved about. Swamp Thing was raved about. Mm-hmm. And and these are the things that are going to draw people into the service. And now I'm like... Spoiler alert, the three of us rave about Swamp Thing. Oh my god, yeah. there's still Stargirl coming out. Right. Is that, oh. show, is that show just not going to happen? Uh, the show might be dead on arrival. Man, that's 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 shitty. That's real <laughs> shitty. And even if Didn't it, Jeff even if it was gonna happen, yes, yep. even if it was gonna happen and it was quality, I wouldn't have faith in it to continue right now. Exactly. Until they come out and say, "Hey, the 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 kingdom is not on fire. Mm-hmm. Like we're still building this stuff." Yeah. But they haven't even been willing to get in front of it on that. Yeah. Right. If Doom Patrol would at least get cleared for a season two because it deserves it. I'm not even done with it, and I know it deserves it. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it just. Bummer all around, man. Just at, least, at least Deadly Class has a chance. Yeah. Uh, God Sw- bless that Deadly Class has a chance. Yeah, Swamp yeah. Thing, like... I think Happy ha- also has a decent chance. I've been yeah. just, he's hearing some great things about uh, Happy. To be fair, though, it did get its it, it did its story. Like, yeah. it's happy. It, it, it's happy. It's good that it got a second sequel, but it got to finish the story it was trying to tell, at least at the beginning. Swamp Thing was canceled after the first hour. <laughs> I saw That it, is bullshit. I saw so many uh, people reacting on... Um, so on the TV Time app that I have, which keeps track of your television shows. Hey, guys, if you want to keep track of all the shows you watch, TV Time app. It's great Fantastic app. for that. TV Time. Um, on that app, on the comments for the Swamp Thing pilot, were a whole lot of people talking about the cancellation and just posting things of like, 
oh, great, Swamp Thing, one of the best shows I've seen from DC in forever after Doom Patrol is canceled, yet we've got eight seasons of Arrow? Wow. <laughs> and just like eye roll gifts and everything. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, to uh, uh, Arrow's audience, Arrow didn't need to worry about audience or money. Yeah. No, I know. It's yeah. it's just the... It's the higher-ups at DC or War Brothers or AT&T or whomever the hell. at and I'll tell you, uh, like, I just am looking back, and it always felt baffling how this Swamp Thing show was happening, and yet I never felt like there was a big push. Yeah. There was a push to promote Titans. There was even, to an extent, a push to promote Doom Patrol. I never felt a push to say, Swamp Thing's going to be the next thing, guys. Check this out. It's like they never had faith in it to begin with. And I'm not talking about like the people who worked on the show, but the higher, higher-ups. Yeah. They never had faith in it to begin with, it felt. Yeah. Let's move on. Which is yeah. like, why'd they green light it? Yeah. <coughs> Let's move on. Let's. Um, Rest in peace, my love. Actually, I think it might be, it might have been greenlit by um, uh, Time Warner before AT&T called on board. Right. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> and even worse. Um, Jeez. Yeah, this AT&T deal is not going well for us. Let's move on. Uh, on so up. Last week, we totally uh, forgot to talk about... Real quick, sure. we'll just plug... We will continue to be talking about Swamp Thing on Fake Nerds Watch Hell on YouTube yeah. yep. because we passionately enjoyed the pilot and we will watch it all the way through. So please check it's that out. And support. if you are a person who's on the fence about it, you know, uh, don't let this deter you. Please get the streaming service, even get it for a couple of months. Watch these shows just so that they know that people care about these shows. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So last week, uh, this trailer dropped, but we totally forgot to talk about it. Onward. But oh. Disney Pixar's newest animated. Uh, wait, original. wait, wait. We're not trailers yet. Yes, we are. No, no, no. We didn't talk about Runaways. Oh, you wanted mm. to talk about Runaways. That's yeah, correct. yeah. This is great news. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the Runaways? Elizabeth news? Hurley has been cast as Morgan Le Fay. Who is Elizabeth Hurley? Uh, oh. be, be, Bedazzled. Uh, Bedazzled. Yeah. She's a devil. Austin Powers. She's the wife. She's the it's person. been a long time since I've seen <laughs> the oh. Austin Powers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think I remember who she is. Yeah. Hold on. She's a, a wonderful British actress. Um, Morgan Le Fay is an evil sorceress in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Only in the Marvel Universe. No no other no other historical figures or anything else. You really not around like uh, King Arthur or something like Who's that? Who's that? Um, know, some dude in Britain. You know Elizabeth he w- Hurley. I do not recognize her. What? Never seen That's Bedazzled? What is that? Bedazzled? Brendan Fraser and the Devil. He I'm makes a deal with the Devil. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Anyway, she's perfect as a sorceress lady. We, I mean, I still don't recognize we, her. <laughs> You've seen Austin Powers a long time ago. My goodness! Wow, man! Stop watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> How have you never seen Bedazzled? <laughs> oh, That's like right up it. your alley. I know. Never got around to it. That movie's great. Oh my goodness. Okay, Elizabeth Hurley's playing Morgan Le Fay, which is incredible. Th- awesome. Uh, that is going to make me catch up now in season two. Heck yeah! Because uh, that is a super dope character. She was in Dark Avengers. She fought Norman Osborn and lost. Thanks, Doctor Doom. Trailer time. All <laughs> right. Uh, let's do some trailers then. Yum, yum, yum. Onward! Um, so yeah, Onward, which is the new uh, Disney Disney Pixar animated movie. I love Bright. Um, this is an interesting one. I think right out the gate, this is the first one that I'm not kind of like, yeah. It's if you, told, if you told me this was a DreamWorks movie, I'd believe you. Yeah. Not No, no offense no or offense, anything. No offense, because DreamWorks puts out good Yeah, quality, but it's like, good content. like hey, it looks like a cool animated movie. Whoa, elves in real time, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, it kind of it does the thing that I'm not used to with Pixar. Unicorns are like raccoons. So what I'm used to with Pixar is that they create these uh, believable worlds and they, they put in the effort to kind of like uh, ha- if something like the, the Good Dinosaur. Uh, regardless of your opinion on The Good Dinosaur, it does a really good job of 
what if dinosaurs just kept evolving and didn't die? You know, that's that's the idea. This just feels like, okay, it's our world, but it's fantasy creatures. Yeah, it's bright. And, and I just kind of feel like right out the bat, and I'm not I'm not going to knock the film. It's not out yet. Yeah. I love everything Pixar has put out, so hey, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I w- chances are I will love this one. But right out the back, I'm kind of like, okay, this kind of feels a little, I don't want to say lazy, but it does kind of feel a little like you didn't put in the effort that I, yeah. I'm used to I, I won't you. say I won't say lazy, but I will say like, this trailer is kind of just it's uninspired. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it just it's kind of a trailer, just a okay. trailer. It's not uh, a Pixar trailer. I don't know how much you guys remember from what I said about this from D twenty three. Barely. Um, so not the whole what what the purpose of this is is this is supposed to be a world where these creatures lived in a magical fantasy world. They have forgotten the connection to magic yes. in order to rely on science and technology and allow that to overtake their lives. And these two brothers are going on a quest to find this reconnection to their father, which is largely inspired by the director of the film's own personal connection to what happened with him and his father, because his father had passed away when he was very young and the, uh, like before he was born. And the only connection he had to his father was he found this one videotape of his father saying this one uh, phrase of hello. Hmm. And that very basic inspiration has been uh, what he's brought to this film of these two brothers finding this basic reconnection to their father. I don't have like the line for line of what that's mm-hmm. going to translate to in the film because we're that we're not getting that spoiled yet. Mm-hmm. But they're they're going on a quest that's personally going to reconnect them to their father and reconnect them as their people to the magical history of their world that they have shunned away from. That that's sounds part of the that point. Sounds of awesome this. when they show me the second trailer that explains <clears throat> that I'll like it more. Right, and I'm saying like that's why I'm excited. I, I'm not even really thinking about what this teaser trailer gets me excited for because I've been excited for this movie since yeah. the director explained the concept of what this is about. I know this doesn't display that, but for me, that's what I have in my head. I've had it for two years, and I'm like, I'm very looking forward to now, this story. Yeah. And now teaser trailers... But when, this is this is Sorry, this is par for the course of Pixar. They don't tell you a lot about right. what it's really about. Right, but the teaser trailers for Pixar... like I'm, I'm going to go back to Cars 3. The teaser trailer for Cars 3... Holy shit! You got my opinion. You got you Logan. Got, you got me. Yeah. That teaser trailer of just Lightning McQueen crashing, and that's it. Cars three. Holy shit! I'm into that. What is what is this movie? Well, they needed to. They needed to recover mm-hmm. off. Of yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, come on, Cars two. I know, but that that's true. But like, every single time they put out a teaser like this, that doesn't really tell you the story of the movie or whatever. Just kind of you know gives you a sense of what they're going for. Um, I've always been locked in. Like it's always been enough to entice me. Uh, this is the first time that I'm kind of like, I'll wait for the next one. I just need to see more. Yeah, like I need to see that that that, that Pixar writing, like that Pixar like magic, like that Pixar magic, Pixar I magic. I don't see that Pixar magic yeah, yet. Yeah, I again, this isn't like a bad trailer, but I was like, okay, this is cool. This looks great, but it didn't give me that Pixar magic. Like, whoa, this is like the Incredibles two trailer. Yeah. Oh my god, this is Wally. This is yeah. You can point to every single one of them. Uh, this reminds me a lot in tone of the Monsters University teaser. I don't remember it to be honest. I don't remember that one. Um, that was the one where it's uh, just them. It's not even a scene in the films, and it's and that's an important thing to remember too. Is that uh, I'm sure there is piece of this in the film, but sometimes Pixar teasers are made up of things you don't actually see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps this could have benefited from being a little more in that vein. But um, like a standalone. Monsters, it's Monsters University was the one where it shows Mike and Sully living in the dorms, and it's just Sully turning Mike into a disco ball for the college party. Mm, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's very much in just kind of that that vein but that doesn't tell you jack about that what that movie's actually about yeah. other yeah. than hey they're in college yeah. um and and this is kind of in that same direction but i'm 
I'm looking forward to Onward. I believe in Pixar. I believe in the idea that's behind this, and I'm sure over time it will be yeah. fully unveiled to you guys. Uh, but I, I know what's at the heart of this, uh, at least from what the director said, so I, I'm i looking forward to it. Yeah, at this point, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the original team, the original Pixar team, is no longer with Pixar anymore. I think, like I think the OG guys? Uh, I think they're all gone now. I don't believe all of the old guard is gone. Um, yeah. A lot of the big heavy hitter names are, yeah. um, but I, I believe there's at least still two... Uh, of them um, bopping around yeah. at Pixar. Bop it. All right, let's move on. Ben, oh. did you like it? Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm. Uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of the trope of fantasy creatures slash things in the modern world. Look at my. Have love you for seen Bright? Yeah, I have seen Bright. That's the only exception. Okay. I'm I just, about no, I just, I, that's not like I just want to know if you. If I'm like, talking if, about yeah. fables. I'm talking about parts mm. of Once Upon a Time. Uh, parts. <laughs> and I'm even talking about Isn't Final Fables. Just a magical world. No, Fables oh, is Fables. in New York. No, I'm talking about the, I got the video game on my mind. No, that's reason. Fable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a there's a rumor that there's a new Fable game coming out. It's so not I got true because no, Xbox no, no. conference already happened and it's not there. Oh, okay. I was looking forward to yeah. it too. That's too bad. And yeah. even Final Fantasy 15 that has magic and shit, but it's in set in a modern esque world. Yeah. So stuff like that, I'm totally finalist. So mm-hmm. even seeing something like that, once again, it's a, the first picks. When we first saw the the Toy Story 4 teaser trailer, we had no idea what the hell was going to happen. We didn't know what was going on. We just sure. saw a, a random ass spork that was like, "I don't belong here," and that was it. Yeah. So it's Pixar. This is Pixar's mo. They'll sit. They'll give you a to tiny be, little taste and make. It's to be fair, they ha- they don't have to do the legwork with their with their sequels. Yeah, Toy Story Four. Yeah. Like you don't even need to show me a trailer. Yeah. I'm on yeah. board. They yeah. with with Monsters University, with Incredibles Two, with Toy Story Four, with Finding Dory. Oh. all they have to do is show the characters. Okay. Back and you know what this board. is like? This is like the Good Dinosaur teaser trailer. It just said, "What if the dinosaurs lived in the meteor mist?" We yeah. had nothing else after on that. Right, but that's what that's what I'm saying. That got me. That grabbed me. This didn't right away. And like that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's about even a bad trailer. It's just it's when like Pixar is always a ten, and they give us an eight. Like it sounds like we're being negative, but it's just like it we're so used to the quality level being so high. It does. <laughs> that's like what Ryan, it is. Like Ryan said, is I didn't see the Pixar magic yet. Yeah, I use the word yet because yeah. that next trailer will probably show that to me. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Hey. I'm down to see it. I it looks good. I like Tom. I like Tom Holland, and I love Chris Pratt. So yeah, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt teaming up. Good voice cast. That's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah. I also um, like how Chris Pratt's the one who's like, "You have brought sustenance for our quest." And it, it it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. Um, this is this is actually bouncing off of Ben. Ben, you really like the trope of fantasy in in modern day. A lot of what you just mentioned was fantasy coming to the modern modern day and living within a modern world, whereas this is a a fantasy world that evolved much like ours did and yeah. it looks exactly like ours so essentially final fantasy 15 and i kind of i kind of um and like i want to i want to see more like good dinosaur like zootopia like it's what if it evolved together together but it doesn't look like because zootopia good dinosaur they're both set in well mo- zootopia might not be modern day but like a modern day-esque setting um but they evolved differently it, it, everything evolved to be accommodating to the species that was dominant on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is just kind of like, it's a it's, troll in a house. It's, it's a, a regular plane. house. It's a regular trash can. It's a regular It's plane. just replacing a raccoon with a unicorn. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I see what you mean. And so that, that's a little, that, that feels right it, off the bat. It should be like lo- the Flintstones, where like your, tr- your garbage disposal is a dinosaur. Yes. Like your fantasy should be completely merged with it. That's, yes. yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of the idea I, I wanted, that kind of originality I, I wanted to see from this. Now, yes. Now again, this is the teaser. Yeah, it's not something I've I saw yet. Yeah, but quick little thing: you say what you will about that Flintstones live action film, but man, those effects are pretty good. I like that Flintstones no, live I, action movie. It's got yeah. Tom McLaughlin. It, I love it. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, yeah. a, with the release of Toy Story Four, Lee Unkrich will be leaving Pixar. Oh, that will okay. be his, That's the last project he's worked on. 
and uh, Pete Doctor, who's one of the originals, mm-hmm. he's taken over as chief creative officer in John Lasseter's absence, CCO. and he's still there. Nice. Yeah, I like him. All right, let's move on. Moving on. Uh, word, the Rook. Yeah. Um, oh. Very, d- very misleading title. Yeah. Very, uh, well, not I'm misleading. I don't understand what the title. Uh, I think it's it's reference to like a chess piece. Sure. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, it didn't really give me a lot. Like, and to be honest, I don't like amnesia stories. I think it's, I do think that's kind of a lazy, lazy thing. But if done right, blind uh, spot. Which one's blind spot? Isn't that the one with? Jamie oh, Alexander. she's Jamie. all tattooed. Yeah, didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> amnesia. Um, Memento. Memento. That's a different time. Um, no, that's that's a great movie. That's great. <laughs> movie. It doesn't always work. I just mean it's a trope that's like often done. Like, oh, I, uh, I'm lazy. Yeah. I go bad memory. Anyway, uh, total recall. Yeah, uh, this just reminds me of a movie called Push with Chris Evans, and that's a, a su- it's an original superhero movie. And in a world of comic book movies, we don't see enough original like superpowered stuff. So this looks just really cool. It's like you know, Good London pull. Push is great. Yeah, Push is great. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of, like London X Men. Like this girl's trying to figure out why I have superpowers and like Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn's in there. It yeah. looks uh, like a cross between. Between the gifted and um, Mr. Robot. Holy shit! That's an excellent crossover. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, the gifted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just looks like like a like a fun time with people having powers. Well, I like shows. Sorry, did anyone see the last stars show counterpart with J.K. Simmons? Damn it! No. Yeah, I really wanted to see that. Anybody watch that? I I no, forgot no, I it to. came out, man. Yeah, it's on season two. Too too much. Yeah, too much to watch. I, want, I really wanted to see it. Um, yep. Anything else you guys want to touch on with that one? Should we? No, nah, it, it's like a. It, it's not like a, like an amazing trailer. It's just it's be new aware. and unique. It looks yeah. dope. Yeah, be aware. Um, speaking of being aware, uh, let's go to Ad Astra then. This is my most anticipated movie of the year. It's so nice to see uh, a big budget original film. Yeah. It's just just in general. Yeah. Uh, just nice to see something like that. And this guy, I forget the director's name, but he makes like a movie like every couple years. Like he 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 like he picks a project and he just works on it for a while. He's like a super indie guy, but he's given a huge budget with this and it gives me some event horizon feels. A little bit. Little uh bit. Brad Pitt's dad is an astronaut who goes It's Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, he goes into space and he goes missing for sixteen years and then he gets a message that he might be alive. And yeah. that is some spooky shit. And not he might be a bad guy. There's like a there's like a car chase on the moon. Yeah. There's People um there's guns. a space elevator that crashes onto the planet and it causes a thing called a surge and so there's like a, a worldwide catastrophe happening like there's so much weird shit going on and this is a high budget original movie yeah this movie's gonna bomb because no one's gonna see it except for me and you oh, guys oh he did The Lost City of Z I heard yeah. great things about yeah. that yeah 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 oh and uh, We Own the Night yeah he makes a movie like every five years or something wow. yeah this dude's good yeah um, I'm interested in it uh, I won't lie it's my second most anticipated space movie of the year but um, I'm definitely looking forward no, to it no Dark Phoenix is already out oh no 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 Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds yes don't yeah. forget that that's coming. I won't, but this is more my my speed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Ad Astra. Um, I've I've heard about this for a little while, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. Hell yeah, dude. Looking forward to this one. Brad Pitt, Liv Tyler, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I'm all I'm a hundred percent on board. It looks I, looks good. I, I feel like much in the same way, like you know, yesterday. Um, yeah. Kind of high budget. Uh, well, not a high budget. Um, high concept. High concept. Yeah. Uh, story. Uh, original story. There are too few and far between. Support them. Yeah. The movie Always yesterday, right? I them. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for this for sure. Have you seen a trailer for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Brandon? Yeah, it looks okay. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, for a split second, that. I thought you were talking about the Beatles song. Well, I mean, there is a movie with Natalie Portman called. I think it's actually just called Lucy in the Sky. In the Sky, it might be. Yeah, Lucy in the Sky, maybe. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, it's 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 about Natalie Portman, and it's a guy who did Legion. It's his mm-hmm. first directorial yeah. movie debut, and it's about astronauts having affairs in space. Yeah. Oh, it's like real it's her it's super and weird. um John Hamm's John Hamm, right? Yeah. And and uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. The lead from Legion. Oh, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Oh. Uh, the, they're the, the three lead actors of it. We'll have to check a trailer out. 
Yeah, it looks really surreal, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Ad Astra looks really, really cool. Yeah. Um, As Ben uh, would say, don't sleep on Ad Astra. Don't sleep on it. Space movies can be a hard sell with me, so I'm hoping yeah. that's good. Yeah. And this is this is kind of uh, supposed to. It's kind of like Gravity mm-hmm. meets Event Horizon. Yeah. Like kind of that that weird uh, that weird kind of horror Event Horizon mixed with the um, realism of the gravity. realism of, gra- of gravity. So it'd be interesting to see w- yeah. see where this goes. I really enjoyed how serious they're taking. Like, yeah, this takes us in the future, and we have space elevators, and we're going to the other side of the galaxy. And yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, dude! And it looks believable. Yeah. Like how we like you know not far in the future. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the beginning of um, you know, one of my favorite parts of of uh, Valerian. The beginning when we see the space station and how it like evolves. And oh, how to it, David Bowie. Oh, that's such a good mo- like opening. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's such a good movie, but <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. But hey, it, guys, you know, don't it, sleep on Valerian. How it how it believably like builds on the space station. And yeah. This whole Go to your local Best Buy, buy the really nice steel book of Valerian. It's like twelve bucks. Yeah, I watched I it. I promise you, it's ago. there. Oh yeah. I promise you, no one bought it. Um, let's go to Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. I did put this in the trailers because there was a teaser. Camp Cretaceous. Um, it's not. Uh, there's a Jurassic, raptor. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Why would you? Camp Jurassic. Nah. The Cretaceous period. Whatever. I don't know. Um, you can't have Jurassic twice in the title. Don't put Jurassic World in it. Oh, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah branding. You can't just call it Camp Jurassic. People camp, won't watch Camp that. Rock. Put the logo. You could. Camp Jurassic. So so Camp Jurassic in place of Jurassic Park? Call it Jurassic yeah. World Junior. That'd look offensive. <laughs> Jurassic World Junior. Um... All right. I don't even like that they changed Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. Now you're just talking crazy. <laughs> Jurassic Universe. Don't mess um, with my logos. So <laughs> the first thing we got was a poster of a bunch of characters, and uh, you know, it, and we see the, the what looked like the original gates from Jurassic Park, but with the Jurassic World logo. Well, they should be. Yeah. Um, and then the and then this little trailer came out, looking sporting some pretty good animation. Uh, but it's just a Velociraptor. It just looks like a guy being chased by a Velociraptor, being eaten by a Velociraptor, most Allie. likely. Uh, the, the Velociraptor does not say Alan. Damn. Um, but yay, being eaten by this in this bloodless TV show. Yeah, so it's a DreamWorks animated TV series. It's going to be uh, on Netflix, um, and it's produced by obviously Colin Trevorrow and Steven Spielberg, but also Frank Marshall and <coughs> Scott Creamer and Laura and La- mm, Scott Creamer. That's a horrible name. Aww, <laughs> poor Scott. <laughs> and Lane Luraris, Luaris. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. The article says, um, set during the timeline of 2015's Jurassic World, the new series will follow a group of six teenagers who have been stranded on Isla Nublar uh, after dinosaurs wreak havoc, wreck havoc, wreak havoc across the island. Uh, as a tradition for a group of stranded children, they'll need to evolve from strangers into a family if they're going to survive. Uh, probably going to be going to find a small little dinosaur and raise it as a pet. Um, Runaways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, sure. We'll see. We'll see it, isn't it implying that they're going to go to the old park? A little bit. A little okay. bit. All right. At least that's what the poster. That is the believe. only thing that interests me, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I said, man, I I don't remember where we said this, but it was not on the air. But um, in Jurassic World, they heavily hint that there is something wrong with the uh, restricted section in the in Jurassic World, or at least that there's a reason they don't want them to go there. Yeah, and that's where, and somehow they moved the original park to the is restricted it, section. It w- wasn't your theory just that the like the old raptors are there and they never were yeah. able to get them, and they're too dangerous, so they don't want anyone to go up there? Yeah, that, that was my sense. theory because they're too a, smart. There was a poster, there was a Mondo poster that had the the raptors from the original movie uh-huh. looking out along the um looking out at them creating <laughs> Jurassic World, building Jurassic World. Thank you. Uh, so I always had the theory that um I don't remember where this theory came from. I must have read an article or something. But uh, I always I always had the theory that the restricted section in Jurassic World 
uh, was just kind of where the original raptors are because they can't they couldn't capture yeah. them. Uh, they captured all the other dinosaurs, but the raptors were too smart and couldn't be tamed. So they were like, "Nope, just block it off, and we'll leave them alone." Yeah. Um. So it'd be interesting to see if any of those ideas end up in this show. It'd be cool. Is this like a a kids show? Yes. So no kids are gonna die. I mean, look, Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters is a kid show, okay. and some people die. Okay. So kids. Like I don't want to spoil it. I really want you to see it. Okay, kids die. I'm not gonna say. But there's more than one kid. It's not like the main character is like gonna die. And like, the main character doesn't die. Okay, well, something yeah, but, happens to the main character no. though. But I'm saying like, okay, if, but like, will they take the, the risks ki- that I want them to take? Is what I'm asking. Because I'm not convinced any of these teenagers will die. No, probably not. Yeah. So, but DreamWorks, DreamWorks Animation, um, they do like to push the bar when they can. Um, and I'm I hoping. Just, I just wonder if this will if this will be the one the one to do, do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. That's like Troll Hunter is like sure. That's not Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, you got Colin Trevorrow behind it, so oh boy. Uh, um, I, I ain't got a lot of faith. Acting as showrunners, though, is Scott Creamer and Lane Lorares. Does it say what they've done before? Uh, they previously work- worked on Pinky Malinky. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, I wish I made that up. <laughs> and uh, Kung Fu Panda, The Pause of Destiny. Okay. Which I think is the Amazon Amazon, Amazon Kung Fu Panda series, okay. which our friend Christopher Swindle is on. Yeah, Woo! check out our interview and uh, go follow him on Instagram. You're welcome, re- Christopher Swindle. By the way, I was renumbering all my all our number. All At our Swindle Topher, sorry, go on. I was renumbering all of our episodes uh, because the new service allows me to, um, and uh, I was surprised how many episodes are still up there. Yeah, yeah, the, we got uh, all the way back to um, our Suicide Squad commentary still up there. That was yeah. 2017. Yeah, Whew, boy, this new feed's rad. Nice. Woo! I like this new feed a lot. All right. What's next? I lost the page. Great question. Don't worry about it. Uh, Trailer trailer time. Are are you looking forward to that show, Ben? Yeah. Camp Jurassic? I'm not. Camp Cretaceous? I need to see more. You say kids' show takes place during Jurassic World. I'm just like you, Sparks. The second they say Jurassic World, I'm kind of offended by it. (laughs) Now, you say. I say it as a joke. Now, you say DreamWorks Animation, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, like one end's great, the other end's like, we'll see what you can give me. And I agree. That because I know you said some great things about Troll Hunters and man, other don't dream- sleep on Troll Hunters. That. Man, that's we're gonna be, his we're gonna be Don't t- sleep on gonna, things. We're gonna be tired saying. if no one's sleeping, guys. Someone's got to sleep. I meant I meant that non, not ironically. I'm just saying Troll Hunters three below, great shows. It's, it's funny because like Brandon watches an entirely different uh, spectrum of cartoons than what I watch. <laughs> same, same here because no, I really think you'd love Troll Hunters. I really think you'd love a lot of the things I've recommended Probably. to you, and you don't touch any of them. Probably. Am I the only one who's watched <laughs> Dragon Prince? I've watched the first couple episodes. I yes. like it. Like the whole thing? No, you don't want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I like Have it. you watched Castlevania? Not all of it. Oh, Bing Bong! Oh, I gotta watch season two of Castlevania. Yeah. I've seen, I have seen the first season. I have seen the first Dracula season. Dracula can never sleep, so he doesn't sleep on it. It's four episodes. <laughs> it's not hard. I, I, <laughs> I know. I really want to see that. I want to see season two. Yeah, man. So many things to watch! Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's life. I know. Uh, right. it, I don't have a lot of faith in this right now. Sure. Right now. Um, all right. Um, destroy all humans. You said it best, Sparks. I didn't know I wanted this until they told me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so destroy all humans was a PS2 video game. Yeah. I, uh, PS2 uh-huh. Xbox that yeah. we all played. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And it's great. They <laughs> made a couple of sequels that weren't as good, but that first one is like I knew it. They made sequels. Yeah. That, that first one, almost like an X Men uh, thing. They they went like 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, but they progressively got worse. But man, that first game is amazing. Oh, like X-Men X-Men movies. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The first game's amazing, and it is not just a remaster. They're remaking it like our Shadow of the Colossus game they're playing. Yeah. So from the ground up, it's being remade 
uh, like Spyro or Crash. Sure. So, so uh, excited. It's going to look great. It's going to feel great. We're going to have that Wait, Jack Nicholson alien. There's a Rammstein song. Yeah. That trailer is awesome if you guys haven't seen it. So, it's so great. Do you think we're going to get Invader Zim back? That's going to Netflix, isn't it? No, Im- Invader Zim. Oh, yeah, that's right. The new Invader Zim movie is going to Netflix. And Rocco's, I heard strange. Rocco's Barn Life, too. Uh, super True. strange, but... Yeah. Um, remember the voice of the head alien was uh, Invader, was it the voice actor for Invaders? Ricky. Yeah, I think they'll keep yeah, yeah, all yeah. the old voice cast. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great because yeah. I that game was great. Yeah, it's a really fun. I game. remember. I I think we owned November. it or we rented it from from Blockbuster when I first played Destroy All Humans, and for hours, my brother and I, my brother would be playing and I'd be watching him, and we would just be just giggling like idiots when we got the anal probe. Oh jeez. Just because it's the anal probe. Yeah. I mean, we were I don't 12, ever, 11 years old, so we were like. <laughs> I don't ever. Th- I don't think I ever finished the game because I think I borrowed it from our friend Jeremy. I don't think we finished it either. Um, but I, I really, I really, really liked that the the, oh, the yeah. new remaster comes out on the remake. The remake comes out November fifteenth, the same day as Jedi Fallen Order. So okay, Death oh. Stranding, and then Jedi Fallen Order, and then also this game, and then also a big movie also comes out like. Oh, are you, are we talking about November fifteenth? And my Pokemon. birthday and Pokemon and Pokemon. Yeah, and it's also my birthday. Okay, so destroy humans. Uh, it's also Brandon's birthday. No, his birthday's the day before. No, but this is all in that time frame. Oh yeah, all within weeks of each other. So Dude, our birthdays. Holy shit! You guys hey Ben, can you buy me? Don't sleep on um, it. Uh, d- d- Destroy Jedi all humans. Fall, Jedi fall in order. <laughs> so guys, so I didn't, I didn't even realize how many sequels there were because I stopped after three. So there's Destroy All Humans, Destroy All Humans Two, Destroy All Humans Big Willy Unleashed, and then Destroy All Humans Path of the Furon, which was a PS3 360 game that I never played and I didn't, I didn't hear know. about. I didn't know that came out. So it's got to be bad. Uh, but the first one is the one we should all care about, and we're getting it back, we're baby. We're getting we're it back. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so happy to see that. Absolutely. Um, all right, that Rammstein mo- was like awesome. that. Rams- man, when that when that trailer starts and it's and it's a, it's German, I was like, that's German. Why is he speaking German? <laughs> yeah. And then it's- at first I was like, this is. Did I s- click the German link? And then it's <laughs> like, this is a Rammstein song. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because I watched it. It's like, wait, this takes place in 1950s America. Yeah, this, they don't song- like Germans in 1950s <laughs> America. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they mostly don't like Russians, but they don't like things in 1950s America. Yeah. Uh, yes, don't be... Anyway, um, should we move on Ooh. to Jessica Jones? Uh, I'm so excited. I will play Destroy All Humans Hardcore. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so Jessica Jones, season three. All right, guys, I will give you $10,000 if you know who the villain is in the show. I just looked you it up won't. and I don't even know. Anybody got it's a guess? It's like Fool <laughs> Killer. It's Fool Killer. Yeah. I, okay, you looked it up, but it's the most obscure, like, furthest from who that character is. That character is like a Deadpool-esque mercenary. And he just had a comic written by Max Bemis, who wrote Moon Knight. Wait, is he the one who... He has a red mask. He he, he was part of the, the Deadpool the Mercs. Deadpool that Mercs. Mercs with the mouth or whatever. Yeah. Mercs, the Deadpool core. He's not the one... He's not the cartoon, right? No. No. Okay. Uh, but he is a cartoon-esque character. Um, they've, they're turning him into a sadistic, genius serial killer guy in this. And I'm like, do what you want, guys. Jessica Jones real cool. I mean, no one's going to use Fool Killer... <laughs> at least not the version in the comics, unless yeah. you go crazy. But uh, uh, Sparks... Oh, Deadpool 3 might have. I mean, it could have. Yeah. They had the Mercs with the mouth. Mercs with the mouth. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, uh, J- J- Jones? Um, I, I, yes. Cool. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I I liked Jessica Jones season two. I didn't like it as much as the first season, but I still no. liked it. I yeah. liked it plenty. Um, I'm glad that they will clearly be paying off on the Trish and Jessica stuff that yep. that was built up in season two. Uh, I just I just hope that it's got that satisfactory finale. Um, yeah, finale. Yeah. They know, did they did say that there is a this. finale to the series. Yeah. So it, it, it does end. Yeah. I've, and I've always said, like, Jessica Jones is the only one that had a three-season arc planned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was just supposed to keep going. Until they didn't, yeah. Um, so, 
At least, at least Jessica Jones gets to finish the story. True. Yeah. So at least one of them does. Yeah. Yeah. Just too bad. Yeah, to be honest with you, having uh, finished most of them, I think Iron Fist season two in a way kind of ends in a not in a cliffhanger way and in a very like there's a closed loop to the story and and like yes you want more but you don't um, if this you're not left you're not left so desperately wanting. Uh, I could say the same thing about Daredevil season three to an extent. I almost could say the same thing about Luke, Luke Cage, Cage season, season two. two is straight up like Luke we're Cage setting season up two is very much setting up for a future that you probably and won't when see. we when Luke Cage I know we're talking about Jessica Jones but when Luke Cage uh, uh, was uh, canceled like Mike Coulter was talking about we had plans for season three and I was gonna be like this weird crime boss kind of thing where I like had to learn how to be a hero again and I'm like what the f- what the hell that looks yeah. that sounded so cool right all the all the shows ended on such good notes where I'm like, wow, I almost wish they would have ended earlier because all the setup now is so good. Right. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yep. Uh, Fool hope, killer. Hope for the future and Jessica Jones season three to uh, keep things strong. Yeah. I hope uh, they give Carrie Ann Moss more more great scenes. I hope we get to see the Hellcat costume. I want to see that costume. Well, they're hitting it. They're hitting at it. Yeah. I don't know that they'll go full that direction. She's doing crazy flips and shit, and so like, yeah, yeah, good enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, shall we move on to our review then? Yeah. Yep, it's Patsy. <laughs> All right, then time now for our Dark Phoenix review special. This is the latest and probably last X-Men film. Uh, certainly the last of these characters for a long time. For sure. Uh, the Foxmen are now over. Uh, if you have not seen this film, uh, get to your nearest theater, multiplex, whatever. Watch it and come back uh, and press play again. Or uh, you we'll, know, we'll just wait two hours for you. Spoiler alert! Do not go. Do not pass go. Do not listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Or do I don't really care. <laughs> but you have been warned. Spoilers. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn. See what we thought about this one. Ben, you go first. Ben is the microphone, please. You're better than that. You got to be dramatic. <sighs> okay. No, that's my thought. Yes. Okay. Um, Ryan, I was pleasantly surprised how much I like this movie, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys about it. <laughs> Sparks. It was a movie. All right, Ryan, you and I are on the same side for once. Really? Yes, Brandon. Here we go. Oh, I'm so happy Let's about this. Let's do this. I can't believe, real quick, I was so ready to hate this movie. Me too. And I kept waiting for the moment to go, when Me does too. this get bad? <clears throat> Me too. And we can both agree the villain sucks. Yes. Sucks. Yes. I pretty much enjoyed most of the emotional character stuff in this movie. That's not to say this movie is good, like great, but like the vitriol I've seen saying this is the worst X-Men movie. Hey, guys, I've seen three or four worst mo- X-Men movies in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, t- I think take this, a step back. I think this movie is better than Apocalypse. Yes. Than Origins. Yes. And The Last Stand. Yes. All those things are 100% true. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. I really think you should watch The Last Stand again because there is no way this movie is bet- worse than The Last, Last Stand. Last Stand wasn't the one I was making the face about. Okay, good. Um, Wolverine. Now see, uh, now see Apoc- also not the one I was making the face about. <laughs> yeah. I already <laughs> talked to you about this. I don't know that this is worse than Apocalypse to me. Oh yeah. It's now worse. see, Apocalypse is just kind of a fine film. It's a nothing movie. I have there's good stuff in it. I think the I think the stuff with Magneto is good in it uh, towards until the end. Um, Both this and Apocalypse have bad villains. <laughs> yeah, but I think Apocalypse just kind of exists and is just kind of bloated, and I don't really care. Whereas this one is lean. It's it's, t- it's short. It's pretty tight. Yeah, it's yeah. a tight film. Now, now to be fair, um, I don't think it's great. As 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 no, you know, I think all the praise that. I'm giving it to it, it's just me. I feel like I have to defend parts of this movie that people simply are just being way. T- yeah. Someone's got to defend it. Someone I, has. I to. I think it goes into the third act way too quick. Yeah, and the then, entire third act was reshot, and you yeah. could tell. Um, Jessica Chastain sucks. Like she, she she's Malekith bad. Yeah. She's Malekith bad. She's I feel so bad because she's like one of the greatest actresses of our generation. Yeah. And she's giving nothing to do. Yeah. 
But I think there's a lot of emotional weight in this movie that honestly worked for me, and I was surprised at how much I liked the new cast. Same. With the exception of Storm. Don't care about Storm. I don't think she had enough to do. Yeah. Uh, when she starts talking, I was like, what is that, ac- is that accent from the last movie, too? I'll, I'll- Yes, but I will. I would rather her try to do an accent like the character than not even have an accent at all. Yeah, that's fair. She's she's from Africa. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I wasn't crazy about Storm in this one. Um, I did kind of like that it was just streamlined. Like there was just characters. There wasn't a lot of characters in it. It was just Scott, Jean, uh, Xavier, Magneto, uh, and all. Those are the best characters in the movie. Surprisingly, I liked Scott. Surprisingly, um, I liked Mystique. Didn't, no, care, I, didn't care about either of them. I'm not surprised. Now, see, I'll I'll give you Mystique. I think that's where we, I think might be the only time you and I differ on this movie, right? I'll tell you what. Um, I if if the marketing didn't sabotage its own movie, yeah. I think I think we would all have a better reaction because I do think with what little Jennifer Lawrence has given, she's the be- She's way better than she was in Apocalypse. She did yes. not give a shit in Apocalypse. Yeah. And here, at least I. I felt a little something. I think it's a kind of something. I think it's kind of the um, the Wrath of Khan syndrome. Like uh, Leonard Nimoy didn't want to come back, or Han Solo wanting to die, yeah. yeah, or Han Solo. Like I think you know it's kind of that where um, they were kind of done. They were sleepwalking in their roles, and then they're like, "Well, you can die in this one." And they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna give it my all." Like I do think there is a bit of that. I don't. Ca- I don't really think. I, I have two minds. I applaud Mystique for being on this journey, being having them be, having them follow the story arc to a natural place instead of forcing her to be a villain when they didn't structure her that way. This Mystique that way. At, fir- at first, I, I, I don't like the direction Mystique was given. Yeah. But now that we're here, Ben, the closest thing I can I can relate this to is the Game of Thrones finale. I didn't hate it. I was completely satisfied. I'm glad it wasn't worse. That's that's kind of where I'm coming at with this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like Mystique, I was like, I'm surprised like she's caring at all. There, but there are things like I liked Mystique as far as I like Nicholas Holt in this movie. Like I like how Beast um, was talking to her about like you know, hey, this is um, you know we're the last of the first class. That I was li- a good line. I like I, line. Yeah, I like that too. I like all the callbacks to First Class being my favorite X Men movie. It was kind of nice to to see them finally finally call back to that film. Uh, on the other hand, Beast has waited 30 years to talk to Mystique about how well, much uh, they loved each other. <laughs> Time is the biggest problem of these X-Men movies. Yeah. yeah, but there's things, There's things. so when Mystique dies, it it's whatever. I don't care about, um, I don't really care that much about it. I don't care that she died. I really enjoy uh, the ramifications of what happens to Beast and Magneto. Yeah, I like how they're kind of murderous, like they because they both loved her, and they like even Charles and Charles can't admit that he's not that he's not that he's wrong. The stuff with Charles is another good in this again. The reason I I, I weirdly like this movie a lot is because most of the uh, of the X Men movies paint Charles Xavier as like this hero, this yes. savior. Modern X Men paint him as hey, maybe he's not the good guy you think he is. Yeah. and I love that aspect because like instead of it being black and white, it's morally gray, and I really like that because he they are children soldiers. Mm-hmm. They are children fighting these wars, and like that's what Mystique and Beast were talking about. Like we need to get out of this. We've been in this fight too long. He has these people. We should go be happy. Yeah. And looks like, look what happens when you get dragged right back in. Yeah. Um, so I've talked enough. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get some pauses out of the way before we shit all over this movie. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, what, so you have some thoughts, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of value in this. Uh, should, I, should I start with the beginning and we'll just go from there? Uh, no, um, I, I don't. Uh, Re- retreading through the film isn't necessary, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, uh, I also agree we don't need to, but I do think uh, the opening is pretty strong. I, I think the too. first 20 minutes, I'm like, wow, this is good. 
I'm actually really enjoying this. Yeah, I, I do think the first 20 minutes are really strong. I love the X-Men being heroes. I love he has a Batman-esque phone that yeah. calls the president. I'm like, wow, this is stupid comic book stuff. Yeah. I'm into it. Now, now, the turn, I don't like the turn. When it's all of a sudden like, oh, the X-Men are superheroes. Yay, yay, yay. And then like, oh, the X-Men are bad. Let's round them up and put them in Gene, the tournament camps. Gene attacked three police cars. All mutants bad. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I that was ridiculous. Again, yes, I agree. Uh, so uh, it, it is it is rushed near the end, especially mm-hmm. with that stuff. But um, again, like the the script, I don't think it's great. But it's the thing for me that saves us is the emotional connections between certain characters. Mm-hmm. Like Magneto and, and Xavier and Beast specifically, they are all like really, really, they really good. They are finally good. paying off the relationship that they built from first class. Yeah. Like you have uh, – look, it's stupid that this movie takes place 40 years Magneto after first class. Magneto is 62 years old in this movie. Yeah. It's, Listen, like I, I'm over stupid. that. That is I, – I understand it's stupid. It's, I'm not going to make that a negative in my movie. I, that, this has been a problem for three movies yeah. now. I'm over I really that. wish I looked like that when I'm 62 years old. Damn right. Damn. Yeah, Nick, in a couple of years, he's going to look like Ian McKellen. In <laughs> eight years, <laughs> yeah, in eight years, he's going to look like Ian McKellen. Like, but there are still things that you know we're finally paying off the relationship. Like, uh, let's just bounce around the ending. The ending when um, the very last frame of the movie, when Xavier and Magneto oh, meet together in France and play chess together, that that got to me. That hit me. Me too. I was like, yeah, yeah, they're friends. I love that. As I do have problems with this movie, but that scene I don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I really like that because it was kind of a callback to the first X-Men film where Charles is playing chess with Magneto in his glass prison. But now Magneto... But even like first class. Callback yeah, to first but even, class. yeah, very did, huge callback to first class. And also I do, I do like how Charles Xavier is kind of seen like the bad guy. He's there... He's like when the um, Mystique is calling him out. I was like, "Look, you want all these accolades, you want all these medals," and he's like, "No, it's protecting." She's like, "No, this is to feed your ego." And to then, be literally, a like person. five seconds later, he's like on a stage accepting an award. Yeah. Like yeah. he is so full of ego. Absolutely. I like, think I think McAvoy and Fassbender again are great in this movie. And again, like I don't think Magneto's given like uh, script-wise a lot to do, but uh, Fassbender is such a good actor. He does so much with his face. He, yeah. he's, he's just a really great emotional actor. And that actor. final battle yeah. with Magneto and the aliens yeah. is so cool to see Fastbender do all the all the stuff with his hands with the magnets. I think stuff. most uh-huh. of the action in this movie is good. Yeah. Not great, but like I think it's good. Yeah, I think I th- specifically I really like Nightcrawler in this movie yeah. more than in Apocalypse. I didn't. They care. utilize Nightcrawler better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish Quicksilver had more to do. They, but they he, knock him out. He is so fast. powerful. Like they have to knock him out. What yeah. are you gonna do? I uh-huh. I'm glad they did. I was I couldn't deal with another yeah. another yeah. Uh, uh, Days of Future Past sequence. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm okay with this. Them. Could just be my general dislike of Cyclops. I mean, why do you dislike Cyclops? He's a dick. Not in this movie. In like the comics and the other what films. comics have you read where he's a dick? Avengers vs X Men. Okay, he is a dick. Yeah, he's a dick in Avengers vs X Men. I just want to make sure. That, to be fair, okay. no, yeah, that is the one. Yeah. To be fair, where he is taken over by the Phoenix Force and he is literally super like terror. Yeah. Well, terrorist. even before that, he no. was a bit of a dick to the girl. But that's not yeah. the point. Yeah, I've I've never really liked Cyclops all that much. The only thing I thought he was cool was that he shoots lasers from his eyes. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. A Whereas, concussion blast. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> when you're a five-year-old, it's lasers from his eyes. Not even that, but the movies are inconsistent on if it's heat or if it's blast. Yeah. So, like, it, it's whatever. Yeah. Well, even I when... Just uh, like in the X-Gen, how he shoots it through the That's X-Gen. so good that and dumb. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I love that it. That is pretty sweet. So but even in the, in the original X-Men films, he was pretty much of a prick to Wolverine the whole time. Yeah, well, Wolverine deserves it. Well, that. the, the <laughs> X-Men films, uh, until this movie, have not been kind to Cyclops. Yeah. I think this is the first time where they've ever painted Cyclops in a relatively good light. Yeah, I mean, give me a good Cyclops book, then sure, I'll maybe I'll change my mind. I didn't find, I didn't hate him, but there are parts of Ty Sheridan's uh, performance in this one where like, ugh, I didn't like that. Well, yeah, like, Ty w- Sheridan's not the best actor. Yeah. Well, also, like, one of the biggest things is when he's talking to Magneto and say, if you hurt, if you touch her, I'll effing kill you. I'm like, 
Oh man, oh. they gave Ty Sheridan the first the PG thirteen F bomb. They should not have done that. That was bad. I. This is the only time I cringed. In and the movie. I and I get why they were doing it. Uh, I just don't think it worked out. I don't think they executed it well because, like, yeah. I, he needs. They want. The, they want him. They want to show Cyclops. He is so in love and he's so ready. Like he. He's gonna turn into an animal. He's gonna swear. And like, mm. I get you wanted to show him being angry when it's like this kid saying it. Like, I don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you'll be happy. I just realized the one piece of media where I don't hate Cyclops. What's up? X Men Evolution. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's not Cyclops. bad. Okay. He's, he's a he's not bad. Maybe so. I'll give you the Cyclops book where he's hanging out with his space dad in space, and the book's great. Yeah, okay, then. I um I didn't uh the last action sequence is good, but they 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 dis- dispense was the word I'm looking for with the new characters, the only two new characters they introduced in the movie, uh pretty quickly. Oh, her name and is Celine Sparks. <laughs> that oh, bald yeah. mutant. Her name is Celine. And oh, yeah. I thought her death was hilarious. Yeah, she got buckied. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she <had this> guy. <laughs> it's terrible. No, it's, it's terrible. It's dumb. it's awful. I, I hate like <laughs> I was everyone in the theater thought I was crazy because I was laughing so hard. No, it was wee! She's just gone. Yeah, <laughs> I just straight turned to Sparks like, wow, she just got booked. Smiles <laughs> at Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Even Fanny leans over. She's like, what was her power again? I'm like, I don't know. She's they- telekinesis. What were you saying, Sparks? I'll say what I said to Ryan, which is that I'm not looking. Uh, I am looking forward to now having a new aesthetic that when we introduce non-major comic characters to the X-Men and there's new mutants coming in, that it's not going to be this always wearing black gothic Tattoo. have tattoos aesthetic yeah. of like, well, we're not good guys, but we're not bad guys. We're brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, I'm over that leather, look. Yeah. I'm over that look. And yeah. again, like Simon Kinberg, like. He did this already. Like, okay, despite the fact that he already made this movie again, right? Yes. If I'm just looking, this this is this is its own movie. You did the same design aesthetic for almost all your characters. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why does Jean Grey have the red cloak again? Why does the dudes? Why do they have leather and, and he, tattoos and he, again? You know what else? Um, actually, something that I was shocked about watching the watching the finale of this movie. Um, as it's going along, the Phoenix isn't the bad guy. Yeah. Like I was, I was. Flabbergasted. V- Avuk and the Dabari, they're all shit and terrible. And mm-hmm. you know what? And y- they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Their you, design you could, sucks. You could absolutely remove all the alien shit. This is the exact same movie. Just you have to rewrite a little bit. It's the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. Just have Jean Grey be your central force. You don't need an exterior force to come in. But honestly, honestly, I'll say this as a positive. Like I think, I think not making the Phoenix uh, the villain of the movie was... You did it before. You did it already. We're not doing that again. No, I know. And I appreciated the fact that they that at the end there is the turn where the Phoenix where where Jean doesn't necessarily have control, but control enough to use it to actually fight the real villains. Yeah. And she's with the X Men. But the villains like them. suck. But the villains and, suck. And their plot yeah. is bad. It's yeah. just like, oh, we want to use you to take over the Earth. Okay, the, whatever. The better movie, and I said this. I said this in the in, now as the last X Men movie for someone who likes the majority of this franchise. Yeah. Uh, I am sad that this is the movie that they go out on. Oh, I agree. Because this is not the movie I want them to go out. Hell on. no. I want them to go out on a two-part Avengers Endgame scale Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah. That's uh, what I, a two-parter. Like or a, just ended a Days of Future Past. Or just ended a Days of Future Past. I think Days of Future Past and Logan were a good place to end it. Yeah. But now we got Apocalypse. But like, if you wanted to do a two-parter epic. Dark Phoenix, first movie Phoenix, second movie Dark Phoenix. That's the end of the franchise. I, that would have been a good way to go out. You'd yeah, have to better get a better writer. No, I know. And, and the Phoenix saga was told over four years in mm-hmm. multiple comic books. Like, you can't tell the story in two hours. <clears throat> it's th- th- The fundamental fact that they just go straight to Dark Phoenix, there's an entire two years where she's the Phoenix helping people out being yeah. the super powerful. It's so like, yeah. it's just and dumb that Con- Simon Kinberg... Kinberg? Kinberg? Kinberg, yeah. Kinberg, he just has this like hard on for Dark Phoenix, and I don't know why. And it's, be- it's because it's the most popular 
X Men story, and so they keep I, going. I, I so they keep it. going back to them. It's it would be like if Marvel couldn't get Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, right? So they just kept going back to it. So, yeah. Um, but they don't do that because they're smart. Um, yes, they're smart. <laughs> but Simon Simon Kinberg, he does avoid the same pitfalls, story pitfalls of the first of the first time he did this, and I do kind of uh, applaud him for learning that. I do too. But it's still not, it's still not Dark Phoenix, and it's not even it's not even close. And if you wanted to, and the thing is. If you take it out of the context of this is an adaptation of the Dark Phoenix, it's not bad. That's what I, yeah. As a Dark Phoenix adaptation, yeah. Yeah. But if you just take that away, it's not an adaptation of the comic. Why why were they why were the students calling her Phoenix? Yeah, there's no reason why. Th- literally there's no reason. Also, uh in Apocalypse where she goes Phoenixy, they that's, that. that's completely That movie just came out. Yeah. That's yeah. not a, like a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they wreck on that idea, yeah. which is dumb. Yeah, Thank so you. yeah, again, a, a movie which Kimberg was part of. Yeah, yeah, it's so but silly. But she wrote that yeah. movie. Um, like hell, we knew that we were gonna get Dark Phoenix movie because of that scene of Apocalypse when yeah. Shinkra uses her powers. Like when she uses a, that, okay. when she does that in, the, in Apocalypse, I'm like, oh crap, we're doing that again. Exactly. That that was my thought too, and I was hoping maybe we get better, but this movie's so there's my two favorite things about this movie and they're not even super essential to it but just for me as an, as a big X-Men fan like seeing it and this is the last X-Men movie we got it Genosha yeah and Dazzler we got Dazzler this time she's in the movie for one minute and it's the actress oh. from the Orville yeah but just the, just her singing and seeing her representation of her powers I'm like this is the fun party scene that was supposed to be at the mall in Apocalypse that they cut out. Yeah. And this is like the, this is what I wanted. I wanted the teenagers to be having fun. Nightcrawler is teleporting students out of the house to go have a party. Mm-hmm. That's fun X Men shit. And you know, That's really good. You know what? Uh, I really like Saoirse uh, Ronan. Jean Grey. Oh, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah. <laughs> I really like. I don't watch Game of Thrones. All right. Yeah. I really like uh, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I wish she had. Yeah. I wish she was given. An, at least another movie because like yeah. I don't think Fomkin Jen Hansen is also like the best Jean Grey mm-hmm. but like what would she's given like especially in X2 she's really good yeah she's exactly like, really good do yeah. you know that's one of my problems yeah. is that we just get Sophie Turner we just get Jean Grey in one movie and that's Apocalypse and then the very next movie we're gonna kill her off no I know and that's we need more Jean Grey but for, yeah. but for me for me I think the, the legwork that, that Sophie Turner does in this movie um, with a script that look the again, the, not her, great. the emotional acting like it it overpowers how bad the script is. Yeah, I think yeah. I think she is doing great work with the material she's given, and I buy her Jean Grey. I do too. I, I don't necessarily buy the that that we that we earn this Jean Grey, but I buy it. Like the scene where she's crying in the alley after killing Mystique. I yeah. buy it. The yeah. scene where she's angry about her dad. Oh, and she's for, rubbing off the blood. Yeah. The, the scene where she's angry about her father. I buy oh, it. Oh, dude, the stuff with the dad is so good. I think yeah. that's like truly, really like the best part of this movie. Like, Sophie, Turner, so sad. Sophie Turner is not the problem in this movie. No. The oh. big problem is that we get Dark Phoenix way too early. Oh, when, and by when too Magneto. early, I mean too early after just introducing Jean Grey. When Magneto uh, says... Whose blood is that? I was yeah. trying, keep trying to ask whose blood that is. That's and then he just goes into the thing, I know whose blood that is. I'm like, ooh. That's a good line. That yeah, is a good line. That's good. That's good. Michael yeah. Fassbender and James McAvoy do great. And they give, they give, they give uh, Michael Fassbender and they give Nicholas Holt time to grieve over Raven's death. Yeah, I really like uh, Michael Fassbender's just, just kind of like it, that was Raven's dead and just kind of him t- looking at the helicopter and like taking that moment. I yeah. I, I like his the, uh, a lot. In the that scene moment. right after Mystique dies in the kitchen with yeah, Beast I was just about Xavier. to say that. And Xavier is trying to be his like I'm Charles Xavier. Like, oh, this is really hard, isn't it, Beast? And he's like, Charles, this is your fault. You yeah. need to own up to your shit. And he can't he can't acknowledge it because he's like, I just buried my adoptive sister. What do you think I'm feeling? He's like, yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because your your ego has driven you 
far too far yeah. too far. And again, it's so weird that this is such a thing for Simon Kinberg because Charles Xavier putting the blocks in for the Phoenix stuff is not from that run. Mm-hmm. That's a modern thing. But he just loves, and I don't hate the idea. But when you have like the Phoenix Force power and also that trauma, they're not necessarily tied together. Mm-hmm. So when you block off that trauma, but there's also this weird Phoenix Force thing, like it's it's a bad combo for me. You, yeah. you could have had one or the other. Like she's always been the Phoenix Force, and leave out that father stuff, or she, or you know what I'm trying to say? I'm getting confused. No, I, I do want. I do. It's I too do much. It's too to much say. for her. Uh, yeah, as a character, it's difficult to. It's difficult to. I'm bad with words. What what it is is a um, it's a holdover from the last stand. Yeah, like it, it is an idea that Simon Kinberg ran with and. The aliens feel like there were a last minute to the script, which is crazy because, like, the way she gets the Phoenix powers, like, it is in a space shuttle. It is similar, and the the, the Dabari were their place was destroyed by the Phoenix. So that stuff is true, mm-hmm. but they're not shapeshifters. They're not yeah. out for revenge. They are in one panel. They are in one panel of the Dark Phoenix saga. One yeah. panel. You really don't have to put your finger. Right I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just. Hey, so, it, so is Striker. <laughs> Striker was in one comic. No, but and he's, he's been in, in an entire movies. No, but tr- yes, but God kills uh, man loves God kills is a great comic, mm-hmm. and he is a, at least an entire character. Sure. throughout the one book, yeah, one panel. <laughs> but I'm just trying, I'm just trying to say that. No, I know these people have a have a tendency to expand things far past them. And again, uh, I really, tr- I truly wonder if if the Dabari, because like they look terrible. Those aliens look like <laughs> shit. Awful. And I really wonder if it was supposed to be scrolls at the beginning because the Dabari are not shapeshifters in the comic. Like, if the Shi'ar were involved, like, if... Because, as we know, the last part of this movie was reshot, and it was going to be a giant cosmic battle, and it was going to be it was gonna be spaceships, and Jean Grey blowing up spaceships, and they changed it because it was too similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the sequence we got probably is a better idea than having just Jean Grey blow up a bunch of ships, because I think this is a more interesting uh, combination of people using their powers in a small location like mm-hmm. the train. And again, Magneto being about boss. And Nightcrawler being boss, and the freaking hair whip guy, whatever his name is, I thought he was silly and cool. <laughs> He's whipping his hair back and forth, baby. Sparks, you've been silent. Do you want to come in? Uh, sure. Um, I don't really care too much for Jean Grey's character. I can't tell when she's doing something out of her own choice or when she's doing something because she's controlled mm-hmm. by the just force look her, or just something. Look her eyes. Oh, the, hey, I, yeah, great. I mean, but it doesn't. It doesn't track. It doesn't track for me that uh, she just suddenly decides. I'm gonna attack military people on, and then throw that, Magneto to the side, and then say, "Hey, uh, are, I thought, aren't you gonna help me in all this?" You uh, know, I never got the impression that she was being controlled ever. I just kind of felt like they were that's, that that she was um, that she was lashing out yeah, with that power. Uh, uh, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't make when she's saying, "I can't, I can't control this. I don't want this." Feel genuine to me. Mm-hmm. Because it feels very uh, similar to the Brightburn situation of I don't know when you're when you're playing, playing it or when you're not. I don't know what is you choosing this and what is you being kind of forced towards this. Mm. Me personally, uh, I didn't I didn't see it, but like I I guess I can get that. I it's can it's that. not clear, and it it made it so that uh, nothing, everything about everything about this movie felt like a lot of cliches that have been done before and better. Mm-hmm. Everything about Jean Grey's character and the I can't control this, blah da da, felt like things that have been executed better, both on uh, in some cases, and I'm not saying all the time, but on some cases on an acting level and definitely on a writing level. Mm-hmm. And it felt that way about Jean Grey. I think uh, James McAvoy is great sometimes, and then sometimes I think he's phoning it in. I think that uh, the Charles Xavier being uh, not so great of a person thing is is cool, but we don't explore it enough. Mm-hmm. I think most things go unexplored enough in this film. Um, I don't 
fully embrace uh, Beast going into uh, we're going to kill Jean Grey mode uh, as the character that's presented in the films because I don't totally buy that that's who he is up to that point. Mm -hmm. But I like the moment with him and Magneto. I don't know that I buy his character motivations to be there, but I like the moment. Yeah. May I? Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. You made a you made a point a little a little bit ago uh, about something that I wanted to jump in on. And, and uh, oh yeah, yes, uh, you you said that um, there are ideas in this movie that aren't explored. I agree. Um, there are, there are film there are things in this movie that they that they just kind of touch on but don't explore and. I'm kind of of two minds. I totally agree with you. I think that I think the fact that this film is so, is so short, it's probably the sh I think it's the sh it is the shortest X Men movie, um, and it's an hour and fifty three minutes. It's not even two hours, uh, so it is definitely one of the shortest uh, superhero movies ever. It's weird to have a a, a short tight, even yeah. if like the beside quality level, like something that's not two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, and and the the third act comes at you very quickly, and I think because of that, um, a lot of the uh, it could be reshoots, could be writing, um, a lot of that. Leaves a lot of stuff by the wayside that it shouldn't. A longer movie probably would have dealt with some of the things. Maybe it was in the script and just cut out. Um, however, I as I like this movie, and I feel like if it was longer, I would like it a lot less. I think I agree because like the stuff that I like, like I don't want them to expand and ruin it. Yes, like, en enough things that I like were like you just touch tight it enough. You touch it enough yeah. to make me happy with with. I'm confident that you can touch this thing. I'm not confident that you can explore that thing. Yeah, and that's and yeah, that, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I'm not arguing that there should have been more length, or but I am saying like uh, my my chief thing is we all agree that the alien stuff is bad. I wouldn't have even had them in this movie. I would have had this have been just a character piece focused entirely on Gene without the alien stuff in there yes. and just about Gene and the mutants. And I probably would have liked the story a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, because that at least would have felt more personal and you would have been able to explore the connections between those characters. But the aliens rob you of all. Yeah. Of Especially because because this is the <coughs> first time in the X Men movies that there are even reference of aliens, so it's like this is first contact and it's not a big deal. Yeah, they show up and it's just kind of like, oh, aliens. The only thing that you really get is Charles Xavier being like, "What are you?" Another thing, and that, that's it. Another These are aliens. Reason that I that I think that the Skrulls might have been the first villains is because they infiltrated the CIA and all these other places. And I'm like, well, that's. I mean, I know it's not secret invasion, but that's very clearly like. The Dabari have no one cares about the Dabari in the comics, so it makes me wonder if like s the scrolls were being used. Like we can't do that, yeah. and we already have a shape shifting idea. We just have to utilize that. And like that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I think I think the script was edited after certain mandates. And we gotta remember out. this movie was shot over two years ago, and it had massive. <laughs> I know it was. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, this and, and New Mutants fresh like around the same time. Yeah, so I'm just like I I can't imagine like what this movie originally was without. <laughs> Like two years ago. I certainly bet it was longer. Yeah, yeah. I just got I'll just say this. Like, we have been talking about this movie and how much of a disaster it's probably it was yeah. for so long. And maybe even just, even me who's high on the X Men movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm more middle of the road, but I'm like, yeah, this movie's probably gonna suck. It, they've given me no reason. They're telling me Mystique's gonna die in the interviews, and even the cast members are like, oh, I didn't know we can just spoil that. And the the second trailer spoils it, and then Simon Kinberg does an interview that dropped the same day as the trailer and yeah. says, yeah, we killed Mystique because blah 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 blah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I I I truly believe like, and again, I don't think the death is like great, but uh, but I do think if they would have kept that secret, it would have added more to the movie. Sure, I can yeah. see that. Uh, but, but sorry, what I was getting at is like I, I, I do think this is uh, a, a badish, okay movie. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I really like. Uh, I just, 
there's more the, there's the, more the 20% th- thing like I know like Rotten Tomatoes isn't in LBL but like like it's I, harsh. I like it's I think it is really harsh. I think I think it's pretty harsh. Is that 20% right now? Yeah. No, it doesn't deserve it. I think like this is not this is not this BVS is, bad. This is Hellboy. This is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like I feel like these those movies I don't feel like the scores that these movies have I don't think the quality of the And film that's not me saying this movie score. is like even an 8 or a 7. But no, like, absolutely not. Uh, man, like a 2 out of 10, like, dude, like Birdemic has more quality than that. Give me a break. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think this movie lands better for me than even Apocalypse did. And I was kind of okay with Apocalypse. It was I, fine. I think, I think people were just ready to check out, honestly. And like, I, like I know, there is an X-Men fatigue. Yeah. Uh, and like, cr- critics don't care. So like, they have no reason to like, try harder than like, oh, this is the, and the last X-Men movie, like, yeah, it's not great. Whatever. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, man, like I, I get that. But also, I, I think a lot of people tried hard on this movie. <laughs> no one tries to make a bad movie. <laughs> I and I, I do actually think um I, I do actually think that you can tell how hard people are trying are, are working on this movie. Like, like, I think like Magneto is like like phenomenal. The, yeah, Michael yeah. Fassbender elevates every single bit of bad writing he's ever gotten in all of these films. <laughs> but yeah. I, he yeah. never phones it in. Yeah. But ever. Di- but I do disagree with you, Sparks. I don't disagree with you on, on a lot of things you said, but I do disagree. I don't think um, um, uh, McAvoy? McAvoy phones it I in. Don't, I don't I, think it is. Remember what I said. I didn't say all the time. There are scenes no, I know, where I, I believe I, he is phoning but it. But I disagree with that. I don't That's think fine. You're allowed it's, to disagree with it. Man, I really like the scene when he comes into see Gene and he's kind of like well how do I phrase this here's a pen you can you, oh yeah you it's can, a gift you, it's a, you can write something beautiful with a pen or you can stab someone in the eye either way it's still just a pen it's a gift you can choose to do with that gift how you please and I like that scene a yeah, lot and again like uh, to your point Sparks like th- that's the type of thing where like seeing Charles's I- ideology change from being like really wanting to help to being an ego- egomaniac like I do wish that was explored more but I got enough of it from this movie and the other movies and the older uh, Patrick Stewart X-Men movies where I'm like I, could, I, I see the progression and, I'm, and I really dig it and like if there were the, was another movie that's where he truly becomes Professor Xavier that we know to this day yeah um, I yeah I, I really enjoy morally great characters like that there is a mistake that this franchise as a whole has made since first class um, that I think this film does its best with yeah and it's, yeah. And it's that kind of um, mishandling of the continuity with the with the time with the decade time jumps like that's dumb. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> that's real dumb and yeah. ne- and needed to stop after after days of future. You know past. what? Like, but but it does its best to not necessarily make it make sense, but kind of work with it. Just put some some gray. Just put some gray in Fastbender's hair. <laughs> I know, that dude is so handsome and young. Like, give me a break. <laughs> ben, At least try a little. Ben, you didn't care much for this. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, guys, go for it. <sighs> okay, before I'm done. I want you, all three of you, because you guys, I know you guys love to jump on me, especially you, to be quiet and let me finish. Yeah, to be quiet and let me finish what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. My my biggest problem with this movie is the ending and how it does screw up the X Men timeline. I know we've talked about how the X Men timeline. Just stop doing that, Ryan. Let me let me explain. I know people have been saying that the X Men timeline is all screwy, but at the end of X Men: Days of Future Past. We have Gene alive. We have well, Scott stayed alive, but we have but Gene's alive, and Professor and Charles Xavier is still the head of the school. And then Logan ends that timeline because Logan does go back, try to fix everything. Apocalypse and Dark Smooth and Dark and Dark Phoenix were supposed to be the continuation, so he got rid of the old timeline. I know it's screwy, but for me personally, just killing off Gene right there and having um, Beast be the headmaster and Charles take uh, re- early retirement screws the whole thing. It screws it up for me personally. Do you know how the Dark Phoenix my... saga ends in the comic? No, how does she it? She sacrifices end? herself, just like she does in the movie. Yeah, that 
But she's also it's comic books. She she could come back. Also, who's to say that she we see her flying in the sky? Who's to say that she's dead? You don't know that. And we do see the phoenix. Then do we, in the we sky. do see the phoenix flying in the then sky. Then do we see again. Professor X come back as the head of the master of uh, the school and they rename the school back to the Xavier School of Gifted Youngsters? They did in the comics. They could in the movies. They do in the comics. Yeah. When they Professor that, X died, they do that all Wolverine the time in the movies. Founded the Jean Grey School for Gifted Youngsters, and then five years later, when they rebooted the X Men, it went back to the Professor Xavier School. Yeah, but that's a reboot. It's not a straight continuation. These well, movies were a piece I mean, straight continuation. It is. Marvel has never rebooted in the sense that you, that, that you've mistaken, Ryan. Not uh, not reboot. like reboot like continuity wise, but like. You know, a new number one came out, and they, it was yeah. back to the Xavier School of Gifted Youngsters. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, I think the timeline stuff's not important to. I don't think. Well, for me, it bugs me. No, it yeah. bugs me because I, I wanted I to watch Dark that. Phoenix because I want to watch Dark Phoenix and then go into, like, say X Men two thousand, and then just but just skip uh, one and two. Just skip two. Well, that, but that wasn't. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that wasn't going to work just because that was old timeline that took place yeah. before Days of Future Past, which means it doesn't lead to X Men mm-hmm. 2000 anyway. Yeah. Because they changed it. X Men 2000 all, doesn't all those exist events, anymore. All those events changed. Yeah. X Men. X Men. That movie doesn't has never existed. Stopped existing after Days of Future Past. Everything from the old movies doesn't exist anymore. Then where do we get Logan? Logan exists in the new timeline. Yeah. Don't Lo- don't worry about Logan. Logan is also its own beast. Again. They don't care about the X-Men timeline as much as you do. Mm-hmm. So and I'm saying you, you shouldn't worry reali- about it. And you realize that with and you realize that with Days of Future Past, you realize that with Logan, and you realize that with um, Even First Deadpool. Class, a great movie that takes place in 1960, just look at these characters. The next movie, 10 years later, 10 years later, you can just tell immediately there's already going to be problems with how old these characters now are. I w- now, I will say, if Days of Future Past was the end and then Logan, because Logan, you know, James Mangold came out and said, Logan takes place in the new timeline five, maybe 10 years after Days of Future Past, the ending of Days of Future Past. Okay, I can buy that. Uh, Apocalypse, still buying it. Dark Phoenix, look, I gotta do some. I gotta do some uh, heavy lifting. I gotta do some a little heavy lifting, but I don't mind doing that heavy lifting. I, Jean Grey came back I'm, to life. I, Xavier was. I, uh, I'm happy back. to talk about timeline stuff, not on podcast. I'd rather stay on this film. Right. Okay. Um. Like I'm happy. To We're do never that, gonna have another like, chance. I'd rather talk the end about of the, the X Men. <laughs> we no, we can talk timeline stuff not on podcast, and that's fine. But I'd rather talk about the film. Okay. Uh, there are other things I'm sure that didn't you didn't like in this oh, yeah. besides um, the timeline stuff that's bes- what i want to hear besides about. that um quicksilver just being practically a one and done at the very beginning um oh thank god i mean yeah but still he ha- i don't know he's when we see quicksilver in the beginning of the movie it seems like he was mar- much more prominent to the team i didn't feel i didn't really like um eric going from i want to kill gene to instantly going let's save gene it felt that felt way too quick same with Beast. Like I get Beast is angry, but him was like, "Yeah, let's go kill Gene." And then I was like, "Now nah, let's go save her." Way too quick. Just way too quick. And also, the third act just went straight into thing. I'm sitting there and Gene's doing the whole uh, move the train, and it goes to that spot where she kills uh, Jessica Chastain, who I also agree sucks. Oh man, and how she kills the aliens? Real cool though. It is. It is cool. It looks cool. But then it's like, wait. Now oh, we're just ha- getting to this part right here. Oh, and her hair is always kind of flowing like it's on fire. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. It was a cool effect. Reminded me like she. It kind of, I thought she was going Super Saiyan for a bit. <laughs> a little bit. But there were parts, but stuff like that. It's like, this is the Dark Phoenix saga, one of the biggest sagas in all of comics, and we're just gunning through it at breakneck speed. And here's the part where I'm saying, uh, if you're a regular person, you've never read the Dark Phoenix saga, so right, ben, and you've never read the Dark. Phoenix No, saga. I haven't. So exactly. So like, I like. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean. To, uh, just try to take it for face value, not the like. It's this isn't the MCU. It's not going to be interconnected. I know it's not going to be the MCU, yeah. but I would have because we've done this before. Like you said, Ryan, we've seen this before. Yeah. My whole time, I'm sitting here thinking, what are they going to do different from Last Stand? They not do a lot, lot different, actually. 
They do, but still, the main themes are the same. He put up walls to hide trauma. He put up walls to hide the Phoenix Force. Spider-Man always talks about Uncle Ben. Batman always talks about losing his father. I, that's I, that's no, I know. That's I know, simplifying. I, know. I, I will let I will him have his point. I know. I'm kidding. I will say you brought up themes. Uh, I think that's a good. Uh, oh, you, the music's good. If you don't mind, I think the music the is music is good. I think it's the music is good. I know complaints, but there is there is uh, a couple places where I miss the John Ottman theme. The da na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. I I miss that theme. I that wish theme, it would show up once. That theme is only in I think three or four X Men movies. Yeah. Um, and I love it every time. Really sad it didn't show up in this I, one. I will say though, I, I actively noticed like, oh, I actually really like the theme. I like the music. Yeah. There's a there's a chanting to the I'll Phoenix. I, I agree I with like that the too. music too. Um, yeah, but well, there's a moment, especially like when they're standing up in the train to protect, uh, to protect Gene. I was like, dan, 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 dan. yeah, that would be neat. That would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, that scene is cool, but it happens way too quickly. It I just, mean, I agree. I'll, I'll, so much echoing to what you said, Ben, is that they go for the simplest ways of resolving things. That it's, you know, huh, that's not what Raven would have wanted, Magneto. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it's it's. Uh, I was seeing, I was sitting there halfway through the movie, and I thought I should have done a bingo card of the most predictable things that happen in most of the Fox X Men movies, and I would have gotten a lot of bingo mm-hmm. yeah. because uh, a lot of the same things that not only have been done in this franchise, but done in a lot of the superhero films that have been done up to this point, they just kind of check over them, and it's it's just hitting the little dink. There it is in this movie. Here we go, box, and I mm-hmm. just I'm not here for it. I'm not uh, I'm not that connected to these uh, characters, both because the films haven't made me connected since arguably first class a little bit of Days of Future Past, but certainly not Apocalypse. Almost a decade, Except wow. for Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, Magneto was the only person that came out of Apocalypse even having a, any kind of care about. I'm over the whole, uh, we like to save budget, so Nicholas Holt keeps not wanting to be in beast form most of the time. Yeah. I'm over how many times that has been a narrative of the previous films, and we get to this one, and it's still happening, and I'm like, like he cool. could change, he and could change beast too. Mm-hmm. Like, he could change it to beast form at will. She changes into her normal self for no reason. Just to <laughs> I'm talk, like, why did this happen? Probably just to save money on makeup. So Actually, that she could say so that she she Jennifer Lawrence could say the women the ex women line. Yeah. Actually, you know yeah. what? I do have a I do have a uh by the way, uh, that line comes out of nowhere. Um D- uh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell. It comes way out of nowhere. Uh one of the things I noticed that when she turns into Mystique, there's a moment when she, they're all looking at the students like, "Oh my god, and then she, that's when she turns into Mystique and she kind of looks sad about it. I'm wondering if there was something there that the other students don't trust her looking like that. Mm. I, I wonder know. if there was something there. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a real quick, I, this guy doesn't really listen to the show, but there's a, there is a friend I, I went to college with. Um, and one of the X-Men kids who talks looks exactly like him. Yeah. And it really wigged me out. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> real yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I mean, this movie does not deserve all the vitriol it's getting. It doesn't. But it's still not that good. I mean, it's okay. There are parts in it that I like. I like the fight scenes in it. The effects are really cool. Sophie Turner does do the best that she's giving. So does James McAvoy. So so does Fastbender. They all do. Even sometimes Ty Sheridan has some good lines, except the whole, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, I've seen this part of Dark Phoenix before. And I was really hoping for something new. I really was something thought, uh, something different. I thought the um, Nightcrawler I, and um, Quicksilver using their powers together was freaking yeah. so cool. So yeah. I, yeah. That, that was cool. I didn't and get to jump in on it earlier, but when you said like the opening twenty minutes, I, I was I was mostly on board up to that point, mm-hmm. and yeah. then uh, and then I started pretty pretty hard falling off just because I I don't feel like there's developed uh, 
a relationship to these characters if you're not bringing over your already comics care about them or a hardcore care about just this entire Fox film franchise. Mm-hmm. It's not really there as right. a film by itself. It's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know I haven't read the Dark Phoenix saga. I know that. Uh, would I love to read it? Of course I would. I just haven't found a trade in a part where I can... Uh, pi- uh, Marvel Unlimited, nine ninety nine a month. Well, actually, to, I his, like to, to his point, actually, it is interesting that the... I don't think there is a current edition of the Dark it? Phoenix uh, trade right it? now. There isn't? Well, it's like 40 issues, so like you'd have to buy like an omnibus or something. Oh. No, I, I think you could probably do like a two-part trade, uh, like a complete collection, a which is like 20, 20, yeah. 20 issues each. I think you could do something. I'm surprised that with the movie coming out, they didn't yeah. uh, jump on that. I mean, if Maybe they knew what they were getting. <laughs> so like, nah. <laughs> but if there was like a soft cover or a trade of like the Dark Phoenix Saga Part 1, 2, 3, whatever. If there is that, of course I'd buy it. Of course yeah. I read it, so I could say I've read it. They should do a Chris Claremont complete collection. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If that somehow already exists. Yeah. Really expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sadly, I don't have it. Yeah. And sadly, I haven't read it. But I knew what I, but I knew about the Phoenix going into X3, the first one, and I didn't like it. And I, since I knew we were getting the Dark Phoenix this one, I was really scared. And unfortunately, my fears were somewhat confirmed. You know what, what I, I preferred in this film than I did in the last film, uh, in The Last Stand, was in this film, it was the Phoenix. In the last film, they used Gene Gay. Jean Gay <laughs> they use Jean Grey as they stand in for Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, and I hate that because she has the powers and the look of Scarlet Witch. Whereas this one, they actually try to Phoenix. It's yeah. Phoenix, and I did appreciate that. Again, I I wish uh, it's something that, that that the Fox X movies have always had a problem with. They just like super lean into the comic stuff. Super mm-hmm. lean. Like the Phoenix Force. Days of Future Past is the only one that even goes close. Yeah, like. Like not to bring up Rise of the Silver Surfer, but like Galactus and the Phoenix Force are kind of similar. They're like weird space entities, whereas the Phoenix is an actual like embodiment of of life and death. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a physical ma- creature that it takes. Gene's the only person who's strong enough to hold it, uh, and instead it's just like a weird space force. Mm-hmm. But no, like like not like it's weird. Uh, it, I feel like when we're four films, if we just go with the prequel films, uh, prequel Like films, first class. You know, first, first class, class up films, to yeah. now. Uh, if we just go with those films, we're four films deep and I should be able to care more about tertiary characters than I do. Yeah. This film doesn't play with them like I, they're characters I should care about. The only ones that they even try to make me think I should care about are uh, Beast, Magneto, and Jean, which that's a stretch, and Xavier. Past that, everybody's treated like a set piece as a character. Yeah. They're not. They're not developed people. They're not developed arcs. They're not given anything of any substance beyond what you know. That doesn't feel like something I haven't already seen. Usually better. Yeah. Uh, there's just not a lot there to connect with. Yeah. Like the second Xavier says, "I put in walls to protect her from the trauma of her causing a car accident that killed her mom," I'm like, "That's yeah." You change the words around, but still the same thing that Patrick Stewart did in X3. It's but the I, same thing. Yes, but I think that action is the same. The consequences are different. Yes, but I do think that uh, doing what he the version. Yeah, yes, I agree. I don't. He shouldn't have done the Xavier Wall thing again. But I, I, it still leads to the scene where she confronts her father and how devastatingly sad and tragic that mm-hmm. is. And he does the, not care about the, her, and he's the scared. Of says, her. I lost. I lost my entire life. My, my life yeah. died, yeah. That including night. you. Yeah. Including you. And that, that's and that's, that's, that's I for me that was worth it. That was a strong moment. What I didn't like is that this is supposed to be indication enough that what he did will push her far enough that she will kill Eric 
She's willing to kill Eric and pick him up out of a wheelchair and make him walk upstairs painfully. You mean Charles? I do. I, I, she threatens to kill Eric first mm-hmm. and then picks Charles up okay. out of a chair and forces him to walk upstairs. And I'm like, I don't know that uh, the character you're trying to tell me she was before this has been pushed far enough for me. And I... I will agree with again. They they didn't. They, the Phoenix is a personality unto itself. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, like that Shazam book we read. Where yeah, yeah. When you turn, I know the, that's what it's supposed yeah, to be. And, and and I will agree that uh, they they don't tell us if it's an actual personality or if it's Gene. I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, and and the implication I get from the film is it doesn't make me feel like it's a. F- they don't give the Phoenix itself a f- sense of a persona, so it feels like it's supposed to be Gene, just kind of like. Like Gene Unleashed. Slightly, slightly with the devil whispering in her ear, yeah. which we've seen in comic book movies plenty of times. It's, yeah. you know, Eddie Brock. Uh, and it, and I'm just not convinced I that in those moments. No, it is. I'm just not convinced in those moments. I'll say that, yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced in those moments that she is, I'm being told what kind of person, and to an extent the familiarity I have of her from Apocalypse, the kind of person she's supposed to have been for about a decade, by the way, uh, is this person who will then be this willing to do the thing she's doing. Yeah. They don't they don't do the legwork to make me buy that and that's a lot of why I can't I just can't follow the story because that's what it's about and it's not it's not developing it enough. You need to do either you need to go harder into developing her in a direction. You know what? And you know, this is nine years removed, but the first class should have had Gene and Scott in it. And and don't don't be forty years of yeah. development and have it be like 10, 15 years. It's interesting because, you know, Matthew Vaughn deliberately, when they made First Class, he wanted to get away from those characters. Yeah, I, and I get that. He didn't want to use those characters. He but half those characters like, are uh, die uh, yeah. uh, in First Class and become like... But that yeah. was... Now, I've, I've recently found out that Matthew Vaughn, if he were to come, if he went and came back for a sequel, which he was going to, it wasn't right, right, going right. to be Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be number three. Yes. I and think that would have been better. I think so, too. I think absolutely that would have been better. Uh, so instead of Apocalypse, we would have gotten Days of Future Past and something in between. I think the Days of Future Past being a decade after First Class was a holdover from the original Matthew Vaughn idea of that's oh, my yeah, third yeah. film. Uh, and the, those characters dying, that's because that's my third film. Right. So I think a lot of what happened in Days of Future Past, well, a lot of that kind of, kind of stuff that you talked about, is because that was supposed to be a third film in a trilogy, not the second film in a quadrilogy now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes back to a long time ago. We talked about how the X Men films kind of felt aimless because they were not they're never building to something. But they would have, with under Matthew Vaughn, built to Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I think that would have been better. And I feel like, and we said it again, hey, Days of Future Past would have been a better place to end the franchise anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think you hit hit it pretty well. I I do agree with like just the sense that this. Overall, this film, no matter how, what way I look at it, comes off as needless. Yeah. And there's a sense of joylessness to it. And I don't mean like it's not uh, lighthearted or fun enough. I mean that I don't get a lot of joy out of I- experiencing it. Sure. Uh, there's a, a lot to that just kind of, uh, you know, drags you down one way or another. Um, I, I wasn't bored, but my mind did wander every so often. I was just thinking of just sitting, just sitting down, just looking at the screen and thinking like, Man, a Wolverine cameo would be cool right here. I'm so glad Wolverine wasn't in this movie. I'm, I'm now, 100% glad Wolverine me, wasn't in this movie. I agree. I agree, too. But once again, my mind was wandering during this film. It didn't grab my attention like um, Apocalypse or Days of Future Past did. It was just, once I saw st- the same thing, I was like, it's going to be a little bit different, but essentially it's the same thing. I, I, no joke. Like Every like 10 minutes or so, I'm just like, when does it get bad? 
Yeah, same. Like, I, honestly, I was just like, yeah, same. Jessica Chastain sucks, but like, you know, I'm used to comic book movies with bad villains. Like, yeah. we've had a couple this summer. Yeah, like, no, that's when's the, it get bad? That's the thing. When's it get I, bad? I was sitting there, and I was, and and I was, I was sitting there, and like like Ben, I was looking at the screen, but I was watching the movie, and I was saying like, is it supposed to be bad? Is this supposed to be like? Am I, am I supposed to walk out of this thinking this was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life? I think a lot of people want you to feel that way. Yeah, because there, there's a couple of people I follow who's like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I hate movies now. I saw that comment. I see. I have also seen a couple, like just <laughs> people, like, are, people are crazy. And I'm watching this movie and being like, and maybe that's because I had low expectations going in. But I'm watching this movie and being like, I don't see how it's. I don't see how it's that bad. Even so, even like uh, like Sparks, you're you're negative on me, but this I, this is not the worst X Men movie, right? No. Okay. That I I don't need the ranking, but like people are calling it not just the worst X Men movie, the worst movie of the year, one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, I no, think does I, not deserve that. I, I think, think so. There's a lot of baggage with what the X Men properties and the MCU and yeah. everything, like so much personal stuff. And I'm just like, take a step back. It's not a great movie, but try to find there is some redeeming stuff in here. I think. I I I, I was talking about this. Like, look, the lows are low. Yeah. But the highs are real high. I yeah. Like, I would watch this over like ha- half the X Men movies. Maybe I would watch this over Apocalypse. Yeah. And Apocalypse, I feel, is just fine. Just kind of exists. Kind of is I hate the ending of Apocalypse. I don't hate the ending of this movie. I no, think I the think final so. Apocalypse battle is awful. Yeah. Magneto's just having whirlwind shit just all the time. Apocalypse is just standing in the world. Dozens of X-Men attack him. Like, yeah. it's so boring. I don't care about that. Yeah. However, I like... I I'm into, I'm into uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance team-up attacks on a train fighting these ugly... Uh, the, again, the villains suck. But the team-up attacks were so fun. And seeing Magneto have a like a dozen guns uh, pointed on Jessica Chastain, I'm like, oh, man. this is cool X Men stuff. When, yeah, Evan Peter, when Evan Peters is like, uh, when when Nightcrawler like bamps, and then Evan Peters like quickly gets everyone yeah. in, into the bamf. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I I don't think this movie is terrible. Um, I'm just I had a good time. One, I'm 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 glad someone else liked it at least because <laughs> I was just ready to be like, shit, man, I'm about to have to fight in my life here. But I, I'm just glad I fa- I when was I saw, able. When I saw your tweet, I was like, oh thank God. Yeah, I'm just I'm. Again, like Game of Thrones finale, I'm just glad I was whelmed. I'm glad I was satisfied. Like again, this is not the way I wanted this thing to go. As an ending, I am not satisfied. As a movie, I'm. Mean, I it's fine. It's fine. I've definitely seen worse this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So like, yeah. Um, why don't we? So anything else you guys want to add, or should we get into final thoughts? Um, I, I, I Dazzler is awesome, you guys. <laughs> uh, so final thoughts, Sparks. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, I think the action scenes are are good. Um, there, there's some nice moments. I don't agree with you that the highs are high. I think the highs are medium, um, at best. Uh, I, I find it dull. I find the whole film dull and devoid of any r- real impact mm-hmm. to, uh, to me as a viewer or to even the larger franchise as a whole, where these characters are supposed to have come from before almost feels, uh, uh, unimportant, even in reference to things like first class, where they go like, "Hey, were the guys left from first class?" And it's like, "Yeah, but you know, what are you even doing with that? Mm-hmm. Not really doing anything, honestly." Um, I I don't get a lot out of it, uh, but I I've been burnt out on Fox X Men for a while, so maybe that's part of my bias. But I I imagine that there must be some some truth to the fact that I've that it's dull since so many people don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, Five. It's middle wow. of the road. It's just wow. middle of the road. Um, Damn, that's actually way higher than I thought you were gonna give it. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not the worst. I don't think. I, just ex- I, I don't think it's utter garbage. No, I know. It's just. It's just. Uh, it did. It didn't need to be made. I didn't need to see it, and I don't need to see it again. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. honest. Yeah. 
I really want to see it again. Ben? I thought of yeah. I thought about going again. Ben, why, why, don't, why don't we go to you next? I really tried to think of reasons why I really did not like this movie when I got out of the theater. Because I didn't want to just beat that guy who was like, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. And not give any reason as to why I didn't like it. And I have to... It's it's dull. Like, echoing what Sparks says, it's pretty dull. I My mind went in and out of the X-Men of this film. And... It does. It does not deserve all the vitriol. I don't. I did not walk out of thinking I hate movies. Now this is definitely not the worst X Men film. I'm never watching a movie ever again. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> this is definitely not the Man, worst. This is the movie that did that to you. I got some news. <laughs> you should watch yeah. more movies. I mean, seriously, this isn't the worst one. Origins, but it's still yeah. not the greatest. It's still low on the list. But I would definitely, maybe I'll give this another watch some after some time. I don't know, but I'm definitely not going to seek it out. I would say it, it is middle of the road. It's I mean, if you like the X-Men, you want the ending, I don't agree with, but I do like the ending shot. I end, I like it a lot. But it's it's a 5.5. 5. Uh, it's middle point, of the road. So 5.5 5 and 5 for Spark. Uh, I'd like to just add a little point that I thought. Um, if you knew you were going out and you were done because Disney, Fox, all that good stuff, mm-hmm. I would think that you would want to go hard. Just go nuts. At the it's time your, it's they, your last time out. At the, at the time, this wasn't the... No, the, no, no, for sure. But I mean, like, e- even then, you had some idea of this being a writing on the wall because it was already a hard deal to get to get Fassbender and McAvoy to come back. I just listened to the Empire podcast with James McAvoy, and he's saying he would have come back and did another one if this Fox thing didn't happen. Yeah. And he said, like, they when they made this movie, there was not even writing on the wall about the Fox merger deal. So. All right. Yeah, if we all remember when the Fox merger deal was first being talked about, it came at us quickly and unexpectedly for like everyone was kind of like oh excuse me um ryan so final thoughts from you yeah uh i'm just i'm just glad it wasn't a train wreck um i no, it was you should have seen the third act oh you're right sorry i saw captain marvel missed it by that much um uh i i i'm happy that i got some emotional character stuff like from the x-men like uh, there's certain things from the comics that like uh that each X-Men movie give me, and this gave me my morally gray Xavier. Like, maybe he's not the savior we all thought. And for me, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I would give this, like, a 6.5. It's not great, but, like, shit, man. I, uh, there are worse X-Men movies for sure. You actually went a lot lower than I thought you were going to go. Yeah. yeah. Again, guys, like, 6.5 is not a bad score. No, not on our <laughs> scale, no, it's not. Look, we're not, we're not the, the, the American school district. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's, like... What fifty percent of all of the numbers are are failings? Yeah. No, screw that. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, echo. Uh, I'm happy to see. I think this might be one of the rare times that Ryan and I are alone yeah. in this. It's 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 um, it's a once in a blue moon kind of thing. Yeah. So this was kind of fun. Yeah. I, was, I was happy to be on the side with you. Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with this film. Um, I had a good time. I liked a lot of it. A lot of it worked for me. Um, and. Uh, Oh, kind of stuck with it between a rock and a hard place right now because my if you if any of you follow my Twitter or my Instagram, uh, you'll know I I I gave I uh, redid my Godzilla King of the Monster score from an eight to a six. Oh um, yeah, I saw that. I um. I yeah, mean, every movie is its own score. Don't don't judge the last movie on, on same score. Yeah, but yeah. I think the the Godzilla King of the Monster score. I think that might have been too harsh too. Yeah. I think I might with Godzilla be sitting at a seven. Uh, but this I think I'm gonna go with Ryan and say it's six point five. Yeah. I think uh, I think six point five. I'm comfortable. Yeah, man, it's with almost a C. Yeah, yeah, it's all. It's like almost good enough to be like, man, hell yeah, I'd go see that again immediately. Almost. Yeah, I mean, I'll own it. Yeah, I'll own it and I'll watch it. Yeah, I I th- I, th- I think it's all right. Um, I'll give me more Dazzler and I'll and I'll buy it. All right, so shall we uh, shall we move on to our book club then? Ooh, light us up, baby. 
Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Uh, Sparks, take it away. All right, so I picked uh, Light Brigade by Peter J. Tomasi. Um, and this I heard about through the grapevine from another podcast, and it sounded really cool, so I wanted to check it out, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I'm not religious at all, and this book was dope. Nice. So there are times where I'm reading books, and there are certain books where I could see this translated into another media, specifically film. Beat for beat, shot for shot, it like this could work great. Light Brigade is one of those books that I could see a movie about. Beat for beat, shot for shot, this, the story is fantastic. What is the first thing I said to you about the book club? That exact thing. What? Yeah. That it was like the, easy, thing, the, the, thing the thing I most said? easily adaptable. Like this is so can translate so easy to a movie. Exactly. Or, right. or yeah. some miniseries. Yeah. 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 But what I like about it is that the whole story, all four chapters, which those are some long issues. I thought I was looking they're at like a, a standard. Yeah, they're double size. There's double size. But each one of these books tells a st- helps in the greater narrative, and this whole thing has a straight beginning, middle, and end, and I really, really like it doesn't set up anything doesn't reference anything else it's just world war ii they give you all the exposition it this is a solid solid book yeah yeah i i I thoroughly was surprised and enjoyed it um uh, so the the general narrative is uh world war ii and we're following uh the soldiers as they're you know kind of waiting in the snow in the trenches Mm -hmm. uh in between things and one of our guys christopher has recently gotten noticed that his wife died yeah um in a car, car and crash. uh and he's just kind of living in that hell right now and everyone's just kind of you know um what i think this does really well is the establishment of <clears throat> the soldier narrative what mm-hmm. these guys are going through and and the isolation of being out there and that separation from home and how these guys are like kind of trying to be there because they know he just lost his wife but also trying it's, to give him it's a, a tense situation a and everybody's everybody's on their you know on their shit and so uh, he realizes uh, and recognizes that there's a whole bunch of soldiers moving in on them, and so they prepare to take their stations and they open fire upon them. And uh, we get some Overlord-like feelings because yeah. they open fire on them and they will not go down no. like some zombie dudes. And yes. it turns out we get pulled into this whole uh, religious crusade war. Well, essentially, I was not thinking. I was I was not expecting that. We see two angels fall from heaven, and another another light goes out into the woods, which apparently is the sword of God. Yeah. And they just go down, and then once one of the other big twists I like is um, the centurion when he is revealed. Yeah. That was like, oh, oh, because like Ryan, I am also not really religious, but I did go to church when I was a little kid, so I know some of these things. This is uh, uh, for people who might not know Overlord. This is like World War II preacher as well, like sure godly stuff being taken to a human level. Yeah, yeah. this didn't go the direction I assumed it was going to go. No, I, I thought we were dealing with zombies. Uh huh. So did, did not I know we were dealing with half angel children? Yep. No. The uh, the Nephilim, Nephilim and the Grigori. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, real quick before uh the battle takes place. Sure. Um. Uh. Chris writes a little note. Uh. And puts it. Excuse me. And puts it in a bullet and like sh- and sticks it in the wall. Uh huh. To to preserve his memory because they're standing in a graveyard from World War One. And it's saying like, oh, we got 200 Germans here. And they look around the graveyard and it's all the dead soldiers who were previously at the station. So they all start writing memories and stuff and start placing as well because they all think they're about to die. And that's a really small – this book has a lot of really small moments in these big moments. Mm -hmm. And, man, 
Tomasi, Peter D. Tomasi just kills it in this book, man. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I think there's um there's some confusion for me in the last book, uh, in the last chapter of the book. Um, these are made of four uh, large prestige edition uh-huh. books, I'm assuming, because um, it's four split by four chapters, and it's like more than 200 pages. But there's some confusion in the last book where it's just a bunch of bullets and a bunch of blood and a bunch of guys dying where I'm kind of losing track of where each character yeah, is. The, the humans gain some of the power of yeah. God. So like it is a bunch of like supernatural humans fighting supernatural zombie dudes. Like, yeah, like I, some, I, and some of the humans don't look distinct enough for me to know which is which. Yeah, you're right. I can agree with you. Um, you're right. But there, yeah. there's enough... Uh, but the the story is there, really solid. There were definitely a couple of moments where I like tracked backwards to follow where somebody was and then kept up with it. But yeah. um, I, I what I really appreciate is uh when when everything gets raised up to this uh this Grigori battle, uh trying to find the sword, wanting to take the sword and put it into the eternal flame, which is surrounding the cross that Jesus was burned on, and now it burns forever. <laughs> There's a lot of and, shit going on. Uh, and was once the cross? All... No, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, and so uh, following around that. Uh, even though all of that is like the high stakes of what's happening, we never really lose sight of the even when they become uh, super super buffed, uh, the human characters and the soldiers and the the reality of what's become of them. And I really like moments uh, like when they are taken, the two are taken down by the tank, and they they take their grenades out, and it's like, hey, at least we know there's something, yeah, you know, it's past a, all this. It's a much smaller story than I anticipated. Yeah, with the um with the narrative uh with all like. You know, the evil angel children. Again, the Overlord comparison I think is very good. Yeah, the the big the like the last the first chapter ends with these two angels coming down from from the sky fighting, and that's the biggest moment in the book probably. Yeah, and that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, interesting narrative and choice. And it's teased throughout like the whole entire first issue. Like they just keep slowly. Yeah. Sure, going. sure. And yeah. I thought it was an interesting narrative choice. That narrative choice that works. Yeah, and also what I kind of like is that yes, this is this book has major religious overtones to it. I mean, it mentions we see the nails, like the one of the nails that nailed Jesus to the cross was used to to shoot one of the to one of the guys. But mm-hmm. what I also like is that um, the angel that falls and talks to the centurion for the first time, he says, "There's one of among them who is completely devoid of faith. It's um, it's Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah. one whose wife died, and yet he become and he's like, yo, even though he doesn't really believe, we still need him." That's it's not. It's what I like is that it's not not one of the, those books saying, "Oh, you're a non-believer, you're gonna die anyway, you're gonna go to hell." Screw you. But that's what I. That's kind of what I got from the from the whole book, where it's like, yeah, these are. This is a battle between in heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven exists. Angels exist. But it's not about religion. It's kind yeah, of it's about, not. It's about it's about power. It's about mythology. Yeah. Like it's a mythological story that's not. Like if you watch, if you see it, like. God of War isn't talking like you should believe in Odin. Like, it's not like that. It's just a story with these gods in it. That's the same thing. This is a story that has uh, Christ imagery in it, and it, mm-hmm. it's a war story, and it never loses sight of it. Yeah, and yeah. it never goes into like it never preaches a religion. The religion, the the religious aspects are, are presented as a mytho- as a mythological backdrop of this world. Like yeah. also one of the scenes I really enjoy is the scene where. They hear something out in the woods, like the guys are trying to milk the cow, and then they're like, "Who plays shortstop for the New York Yankees?" I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> he's like, "I don't know." Yeah. Hey, try National League question. Who's the NL? He's who's the National League MVP last year? I don't know baseball. Hey, how about you guys who wrote the Rights of Man? Ugh, colleges. And then they figure, and then it's Germans. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
how did these guys know they were Germans? Yeah, and then they, they, they I got said, it right here. Yeah, this is, this they awesome. said petrol and also the identification yeah, yeah. cards. Yes. Because I kept looking. I was like, wait, no, that's you spelled we correctly. Your forgers figured that being stupid Americans, we couldn't spell the word identification right. So you idiots, so you idiots corrected it. We did it on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's yeah, I really like that. That is genius. I'm not going to lie. I was staring at that thing. I was like, wait, that is spelled exactly the same. What am I? Oh, you sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a great line. Um, I was 12 years old, and I found out there was nowhere, no, nowhere, no matter how safe I was. Uh, there was nowhere I could trust because uh, in the blink of an eye, the thing I trust would be gone. And he's like, and you blame God for all your sadness in your life? And he's like, no. After my father died, I stopped believing in God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, man, that's the stuff that I love. That's some hardcore shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's real good. Uh, and it's, I obviously got more because it's so cool. Uh, like, uh, Marcus Longinus, who Marcus is Longinus. The, Roman, the Roman soldier who killed Jesus. Who stabbed Jesus with the spear of destiny. Has that's a spear. In, in a sense, yeah. to spare him from being, suffering. Uh, yep. suf- suffering from yeah. the blows to the legs that the others were. His, uh-huh. his, his curse is to live an immortal life. God, and when he describes that, he's like, I've learned that uh, it's not like the uh, starvation or bleeding out that, that kills them on the cross. It's that the organs uh, suffocate themselves so the lungs can't breathe and they're basically drowning in air. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's messed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Marcus has, this iron spearhead is what I use to pierce Jesus' yeah, yeah. body. And then Soldier's like, uh, yeah, of course you did, dude. <laughs> like, also, oh I kind of like how the spear still stained with Jesus' blood. You can't wipe, you can't it, wipe off. it off. No. That, yeah. I like that. Also, like when Jesus go, has Chuck Norris blood. Yeah, and also, <laughs> and also when they go to the monastery for the first time, because um, it's one of those things where like, um, what's the the half angel children, the Nephil, whatever, Nephilim, Nephilim, Nephilim. Gregory. Like they're Gr- walking. Gr- Zephon is the Gregory. Sorry, yeah. he's the last, the Gregory. Yeah, and the oh, Nephilim, the cool dude. <laughs> yeah, the Nephilim are the children. So they're walking and they're walking to the monastery and they look down and then they and that one guy says, "There's American GIs here." He's like, "Yeah, you think all Nephilim were over here in Europe?" Yeah. They're, they're everywhere, dude. Yeah, the, the the nerdy kid like looks down like, wow, there are there are people down like here. Knights the, and like stuff. knights, yeah. Simon, I uh, like I like Simon a lot. Zephon, if he were if this were adapted into like a film or television series, it would be easy to see how Zephon would just be a straight face like the uh, villain, much like a uh, Jessica Chastain as we were just talking about, but uh, <coughs> in Dark Phoenix, to be clear. Um, but I think that he's got some great little moments that add character to him, like when he jumps up for the plane. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's and he's uh, just wanted to remember what it was like to be up at, high in the air. And then he's got moments like, uh, get, calm down. Our troops, I'm sure, will be arriving shortly. And they're immediately behind him. And he's like, you enjoy that, don't you? And he's like, yes, I do. I enjoy it very <laughs> much. And I love those little beats that show him to have more than just the straight-faced you know, villain. Yeah. Yeah, even his um his right hand guy when they were finally attacking the monastery and they're like, hey, monks with guns, th- <laughs> those monks, damn. But the Nephilim are like, hey, three shield him, shield him. He's like, I got the sword of God, I I'll be fine. He gets shot in the head with a bullet and he's like, yo, the sword makes me invulnerable to iron. He's yeah, excited yeah. about it. Wreck all right. the ocean. Yeah, I'm yeah. Wreck it. Uh, yeah, and and the way that Chris ultimately uh, stops him at the mm-hmm. end with uh, the other soldier. Uh, saying I'll cover you, getting on his back and taking all the bullet blows as they go. Oh, that's man! Th- what a what a great piece! It kind of reminds. I had a feeling go, once they they had their mission to go take uh, the centurion to the monastery to get to protect the internal flame. I had a feeling it was like only two people, one or two people are gonna live. Oh yeah, out of all of this. Uh, uh, I had a feeling again, like an overlord, of- like oh man, you're gonna kill everyone at the end, aren't you? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was I'm I was surprised that two people lived at the end of this book. Yeah, I was bummed that Simon died. I like Simon a lot, especially, but I also like the he scene. He was the nerdy kid, right? Yeah, he was one of the comic books. Yeah, 
Like I really Look like at all that these bullet holes I should have worn my oh, Superman god, shirt. Oh god, that mm-hmm. guy wiped his butt with his comic books. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's like, "Hey, where's my amazing Hey, where's my uh, All-Star number 11? Is that the one with Hawkman on it?" Yeah. Yeah, I used it to take a shit. <laughs> yeah. But then they're, they're they're about to die. They're staring down. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, you wiped my ass with your funny book. It's fine. Oh, and uh, they're comics, not funny books. Uh, yeah. Whatever." Do you, do you, uh, one of my favorite moments of levity in this whole comic is the "All right, guys, piss on your guns." And then, <laughs> yeah. they, and then the one Eddie is just peeing forever. It's like you keep peeing on it like that, you're gonna melt it. <laughs> one of one of the things I really like is um, when they're all being like shot to shit, and you know they're. Um, they they can't die, but they're like I'm starting to get cold. I'm losing a lot of blood. Like their blood isn't regenerating. Yeah. it's just their body that keeps regenerating, so they can still lose all of their blood. And I thought that was a cool little little nod there. It, it is an, there. it is an interesting take because they're they're technically like Nazi zombies. Like they're angels, yeah. but like they look like Nazi zombies. And like we haven't talked about the art, but the imagery in this book oh, is yeah. sensational. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. The art's incredible. Um, especially like when like the god powers and you have like Zephon with wings and the giant god sword like slicing dudes. And like, he looks. T- Totally alien to the to the um, to the world around, yeah. And I think that works a lot because it, it he's supposed to be. It's mm-hmm. such a, a complete opposite. Also, yeah. the sword is very rarely in the same in one panel. Yeah, like the, the tip so of the sword long. Is, is barely ever seen. I, yeah. I think that's really cool. That's so long. The centurion he is with them. He's prepared them for this. Our holy blood melts the snow instead of spraying against heaven's gate. <laughs> yeah, like, this is like he's like chewing the scenery, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's again like uh, this. Like, uh, if they made Overlord two, just make this book, just make Light Brigade. Because like, I'm seeing this in my mind. I'm like, this would be an excellent like HBO Band of Brothers with special powers type of book. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is man. This is this is a cool book. This is definitely one of those things that I could easily be see translated to either a film or uh, like a two and a half hour film or a. 10 episode series on it doesn't HBO. even need to be that long. B6, like the Chernobyl series that's going on right now, I'd yeah. be able to do it in it six because they can. This is like I just shot for shot, scene for scene from this book can easily be translated to oh, yeah. the screen. And it's now, got a great pace, yeah. yeah, it does have a great pace. That's one of the things because kind of what I was looking at when I was looking through, I was like, man, how long is this damn book? But then as I started reading, I'm like, no, I'm into this. Yeah. I'm like really into this. Give me more. We're not we're not even close <laughs> to the yeah. end. I saw it was four issues and then I'm on page like 130. I'm going, oh, this is more than four issues. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And I was just like, I'm glad this is longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Because yeah. I was enjoying it. And normally with like religious, like really heavy religious type stories, I kind of shy away from that you're right, Brian. This is mythology. This is the this is Christian this is Christian Christ imagery, but it's done in a way that isn't very like in your face Christian. It's yeah. like you know the stories. We're just if adding you, on top of that. If you weren't religious, like if you didn't know Christianity, you can just view this as like again, this is like a Greek mythology story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Like, I have to say, the once they got to the relics and we saw the nail and the and the monastery and the monks said, "Hey, here are the nails." Yes, those nails. We got the nails. So we got them to sign them. <laughs> we did get a comment. Uh, on our on our tweet, Ooh, tweet, tweet. Uh, I, I tweeted about this book and I said if you have any. Comments. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And we did get a comment. Um, thanks for the love. I have a special place in my heart for Light Brigade. The art, color, and lettering by Peter Snaidberg. Okay, Bjorn Hansen and Ken Lopez is spectacular. Peter J. Tomasi. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Nice. Peter J. Tomasi retweeted our tweet. I, that was nice. I, I find this super interesting because this isn't like an image book or like a Vertigo. This is a DC it's published DC. book. It is, yeah. And I'm like. 
it's really cool that this is a book. Again, it's not like like a bad religious book, but it's focused on re- like Christian religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's really cool that DC has just allowed this to get published under their specific brand. It's because they have a relationship with Tomasi, obviously. But like, it's cool that it's not an image book. This is like and this DC is book. early Tomasi too. Yeah, like the, that that logo is from is predates New Fifty Two by yeah. some time. Yeah. yeah. This is this like it was like 2012 or something maybe. Mm. Mm. No, 2012 was t- was New 52. Oh, it was earlier than that. Mm. Yeah, wow. 2009 maybe. Wow. Yeah, this is a strong book. It it really uh, it paces itself out well. It it ramps up its action and then it allows itself to breathe and calm down. It it feels like the best of uh, war stories or war movies, mm-hmm. uh, war miniseries. It, yeah. It very easily. Uh, captures that feeling and and lets everything breathe and feel natural and I love when Chris sees Deb at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. And on the car. She's in the car. Yeah. That, that dream she sequence. Says, yeah. Get oh. up and go, go finish this and then go t- raise our son. He's like, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So good. Two thousand four. Yeah. Two thousand four. Oh, so damn, really? This mm-hmm. looks more like way more modern for this some reason. This must have been one of the one of the first books he did for DC. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah. Incredible work. Uh, art, artistically. Uh, very beautiful, very great visuals. I, I really like it throughout. It's it's super dynamic uh, in all its settings. I really like when they uh, it basically goes near black and white for the night when they charge into the the embattlement camp. Yeah, um, and they they take out all the Nazi shol- soldiers. It it looks really great. One of my yeah. favorite scenes is they go into the factory. And after they kill all the Nazis, the um, prisoners want to take more bullets to kill Nazis. Oh yeah, that's yeah. so good. Nazi, yeah. and she's and they're and they're and uh, either it's the Centurion or Hal or Chris. They're like, yeah. So if you want to go, you're more than welcome to leave. But we also need your help to make some bullets. So if you want to stay, help us bullets. She's like, are they what to are make bullets? Yeah. To kill it's Nazis. like, so what are you, you going to use these for? He's like, we're going to use them to kill a shitload of Nazis. And she's like. Very well, then we will stay to help you use these bullets to, as you say, kill, kill a, a shitload shit of Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. I love that part yeah. so much. It's very good. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Or should we get out of here? This book is dope. You should give it a, a look-see. Yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I never heard of it. Uh, it currently isn't, uh, there's no current printing of the book, so it's difficult to find. Yeah. But if you can. It's not that difficult. Well, uh, if you uh, can you, find you it, can find it. You can find uh, copies around, I promise you. <laughs> promise. Um, all right, so next week's book club is Ben. Do you know what you're going to do, or do you want to wait? You know what I thought about, but let's wait until I can make sure you guys can read it. Is that it means a, it's a manga. It's a manga. Damn it. Well, you, Come on. Ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I done know, this long enough today. I know, I know. We can I know. find any comic. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, 90%. yeah. Um, I want to make sure you guys can find this one first before yeah, yeah. we go into it. All right, so next week the review train keeps going. Men in Black International. Holy sh... Man, what a, what a summer. Yeah, Men in Black International is next week, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, on Wednesday, we'll be dropping our Ken Knapsack interview special. I talked about that uh, a little bit up top. Uh, we got Ken Knapsack in. He was really fun. Oh, yeah. Really great. Um, look for him to wear our shirt on Schmodown <laughs> or, uh, or uh, on Collider. Um, yeah, so look forward to that. Also, you guys will be doing an E3 special. That will be out mm-hmm. next week. Sometime. Sometime next Sometime. week. Sometime. We'll, we'll figure it YouTubes. out. You know, we've done, our, we've done the E3 specials three different ways now. Well, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, fir- the first time we did it was an episode topic, and then the second time we, we did it was a special, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be YouTube. Now it's going to be a video. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Ever evolving. I know nobody really cares about this, but I, but I, I, I do want to say anyway, um, our anniversary, our show's anniversary is Wednesday. Uh, oops, my bad. I thought it was next month. Hey, man, so it happens. We, so we were not prepared. Um, nope. So we will be putting it out uh, a week late. So um, look forward to that. Sounds good to me, man. Um, all right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, make sure to, to look in the show notes for our, for our um, uh, 
Funko affiliate link uh, and use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase at checkout. Heck yeah. Uh, check out our Patreon and TeePublic uh, stores. Both have... Um, I've recently changed our, our Patreon to be the proper Patreon that I want. Uh, one tier, one $5 tier, and you get everything. Um, we're talking the first 50 episodes that are no longer available on Exclusive. our on our show. Um, you get to... When the mics were worse. When the mics were worse. <laughs> um, and the takes more. are cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find uh, and uh, <laughs> you can uh, suggest a topic. You can. Um, I think I actually said you could probably talk. Come on for five dollars. Well, like like call in on a specific topic or something like that if you guys wanted to. Maybe six dollars. Um, <laughs> and uh, I am working on getting something else on that tier, um, an exclusive to suburban proctologists and our sh- and our show. Um, more on that when I can figure out how to do that. Uh, and it will <laughs> to, to be determined with Jeremy's permission. But yeah, both links are in the show notes, so check those out. Um, also, thank you. So at the end of the show, we'd like to say thank you. So thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you to all the new listeners. If uh, you're new, hi. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, if you're old, thanks for stopping by. I, knew y- I know you guys are out there. Thank you to the old listeners. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, who contributes to the show in regards to the um, uh, theme tunes and, and music and whatnot. Uh, we are a step closer to getting Super Proctologist back on, the sh- back on air, uh, so stay tuned for that. Thank you to Mike Matola uh, for our logos that I am currently wearing on a T-shirt. You can Ooh. find it at T-Public. Um, you can find him at Mike Matola. Uh, you can find Jeremy at Jeremy Belucci Keyboards, um, both on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Jeremy's not on Twitter, so you know if that makes sense, follow that. Yeah. <laughs> um, subscribe to us. Nope. We can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, fake nerd guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter Ben where are you? Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter Ryan I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything Sparks Sparks Witty on Instagram S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty Subscribe to us on iTunes Stitcher Google Play TuneIn Spotify iHeartRadio Rate and Review wherever you get us we greatly appreciate it YouTube and YouTube you can find us on YouTube as well it's not in there I, I keep know, forgetting to put know. it in there it's okay. uh, find us on YouTube uh, Basement Arcade Fake Nerds Watch all of it link in the show notes that is that is there the link is in the show notes to our YouTube page heck yeah um, until next get us up to like 100 subscribers so we can actually make a, t- a, a thing for it uh, please do until next week guys stay fake nerds 